0: The Poorly Made Police Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this Poorly Made Podcast reflect the opinions of the guest and hosts. They don't reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Nothing on this Poorly Made Podcast should be construed as legal or marital advice. If something offends you, lighten the fuck up. Enjoy. Now, Crown Vic. Greetings and welcome to another fine edition of the Very Poorly Made Police Memes podcast. My name is Rex, in honor of the great captain of the Republic Grand Army. I'm a nerd. It's a thing. I am sober right now. I was not sober when I recorded the meat of this podcast. i over. But uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. I don't want to build things too, you know up too much. You know, Somebody tells you, oh, this movie is great, and you go watch it. It's dog shit. But... I uh I thought it was pretty funny even being hung over this morning while I'm editing it, so I hope you guys do enjoy it. But before we get into things, I have to give thanks to the uh, guy that's made this podcast possible today, and that's my good friend over at Thoughts of Us Patrol Officer over on YouTube. He's been a police officer for just over 10 years and worked and worked third shift until just a few months ago. He created the Columbus Police Body Camera YouTube channel so citizens could see what police officers are really like without the media he has spent. He recently started Thoughts of Patrol Officer on YouTube. This is a place where I can share stories from my career and talk about stuff that's in the news. He's not a comedian. He doesn't sing or dance. He's just a patrol officer who shares his non-BS thoughts about what is happening in the world today. Also, when he gets a, the channel to 5,000 subscribers, he'll live livestream eating, eating a dozen donuts, which, who doesn't want to watch that? I would watch that all fucking day. I don't have a ton for you before we get to the band and the meat of the podcast, but I did want to mention I, I put out yesterday night just a short little episode about the future of the podcast, which kind of goes over some of the polls and the things I was asking people the last few weeks about everything going on. So there's still a lot to, to figure out, but listen to that kind of gives you kind of where my head's at as far as where the podcast is and where it's going or whatever, but. I was pretty drunk when I did it, and I didn't really edit it, so hopefully it makes some sense. By the way, if you listen to it, uh, the answer is Ron McCovney. But somebody already won, so keep an eye out for those episodes. I try and do them every once in a while just to give away some free shit to somebody randomly that listens to it. Without further ado, let's get to the fucking band. So we've circled back to Seconds to Say and their song, Time and Space. You can find them on the, uh, the Instagrams and the Facebooks, and they've got all their songs available. On the major streaming platforms, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. So go check them out. This is Seconds to Say with their song, Time and Space. And we'll be right back with a uh, cop from North Carolina. Oh, wait, I lied. One more thing. The uh, poorly made police weight loss challenge. Down another 1.4 pounds. So it's good. Thanks for uh, the peer pressure. I appreciate it. All right. Now here's our band. Check them out. And the, uh, moment you've all been waiting for, and yes, I need another intro. Uh, I've got my good buddy from North Carolina. Good buddy, Frank Drebin. How are you tonight? Pal? I'm doing good, sir. How are you? Pretty good, man. Uh, I thought you died, so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're doing okay, pal.
1: Uh, just undercover for a few
0: years. I got gotcha. you. Hey man, you got to go deep undercover. I get that. Um, uh, yeah. how are you doing tonight, man?
1: I'm hanging in there. It's, uh you know, I made it through the work week and it's the start of the weekend. So
0: yeah, I'm doing great. God, I wish I remembered what a uh, work week was because <laughs> basically I uh, I come into my dungeon a couple nights a week and do a podcast and then otherwise I have a toddler scream at me for the whole week. It's interesting. <laughs> uh, I mean, I should be used to people screaming at me all week. Can't reason with a toddler though. That's, that's for certain. So no. before we, we get into real topics, of course, I've got to talk about shit that doesn't matter. What are you drinking tonight, pal?
1: I have some Bacardi Gold and some pineapple juice. I'm mixing it with.
0: Look at you, man. That's I mean, that's healthy, right? Pineapple juice. It now, is now. Hold on a second. I get a the opportunity here. <laughs> Do you have a special lady you're gonna go see later with the pineapple thing, or no? <laughs> um, I bat for the other team. So there's no lady. Um. Hey, and you got I, a special? You got a dude?
1: Um. He's
0: kind of away right now. And oh. Yeah. But, you know, oh, well. So you've got your pineapple and I've got. So, of course, I got to try the most random shit ever. So today I've got Amber Ale. It's from Bell's in Comstock, Michigan, wherever the fuck that is. And it's just called American Amber Ale and it has a crane on it, which I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know what cranes have to do with beer. Like <laughs> when I go seeking a beer, I don't look for cranes. Like, you know, I don't know. I feel like yeah. most people that go out and like go bird watching. They're not sipping a beer. If there's any bird watchers here that want to call me out on that. I just, I don't see that. But anyway, I'm going to try this crane beer here. Um, it's okay. It's nothing to write home about. I mean, I've had some really bad beers I couldn't drink. I'll be able to drink this one. So that's good. So that in itself is is good because I, I had a pretty good losing streak for a while until, strangely enough, a grapefruit beer made its way through and did uh, pretty good. Yeah, Dude, I, I'm telling you, it was good. I don't know why because you know grapefruit is the worst fruit on the planet. I think see, that is confirmed.
1: See, I used to drink beer years ago and and I gave it up. Um, and so like I'll drink mostly wine, but I've been kind of on a liquor kick lately. I don't know why, but um, I'll probably switch back to wine once it starts getting cold again.
0: I like wine every once in a while. And I don't know. I think everybody's kind of weird about the kind of wine they're going to have. Actually, I have some wine that I got from when I went to Apple picking. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the ultra. they had this great new wine. So I, I may have a podcast where I drink wine like a bitch. Not to say drinking wine is a bitch thing, but I just think I like soccer moms when it comes to drinking wine. And then that... Uh, that South park episode when they're all like smelling each other's farts. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It, there's the other episode of South park where Randy's, uh, like he's a recovering alcoholic. And so he gets into wine tasting. Um, and he, you know, his rationale, and I, I wish I wouldn't butcher the, the joke, but it was something along the lines of, uh, it's classy. It's not, he's not being an alcoholic. He's being classy because it's wine tasting. So, exactly. so exactly. you're classy. You were classy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now, I'll tell you, if you you decide to try wine, try um, some port, which is fortified wine. That shit is pretty easy to drink, and it will fuck you up pretty quick if you're not expecting it. Um, So, yeah, give that a shot. You had me
0: at fuck me up really quick. Um, (laughs) I wish I could remember the name of it. And when I go back to Colorado, I definitely know they have it in Colorado. I'll, I'll grab a couple bottles of it. But it's, it's a red, and it, it's aged in whiskey bottles, and it has some name with buffalo or something. It's oh, okay. fucking fantastic. So look for that someday on this podcast. I'll, I'll tell you guys about that, but I can't fucking remember what it's called. But I can tell you where it is on the liquor shelf, undisclosed location in the Colorado. Oh, and then, of course, I've got my, uh, my Hawkeye whiskey that I've been nursing for a couple of weeks now. Enough about alcohol. And we're we're learning lots about each other. This, uh, so far five minutes into this podcast, but you have, yeah, we are. It's getting real here at the poorly made police podcast. You have a very unique gig when it comes to law enforcement. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So you were a, a private police officer to wait right way to say that, or a company cop, Um, I guess, explain that.
1: Okay. So here in, uh, the great state of North Carolina, um, private policing, uh, it's uh, company police or special police. Um, Either name can be used. It's interchangeable. But basically what that is, is a privately owned police agency, a a business um, that is certified by the state as a law enforcement agency. And its officers are sworn as police officers with full powers of arrest you know, under the state um, and basically we, we have all the authority that any municipal police agency has anywhere in the state. The difference is that our territorial jurisdiction is only for properties that we are contracted for. So like we can be contracted for an apartment complex. We could be contracted for a hospital, uh, schools, um, you know, or if you like if you owned 500 acres out here in the middle of nowhere in North Carolina and you wanted somebody to patrol that who had powers of arrest, you could contract company police. Um, we have full subject matter jurisdiction wherever we are. Uh, we don't have to call and like get permission before we do anything. Um, so it's, it's really kind of cool. You know, we're limited like I said, in our area, because for instance, if I have a contract for a, a building or parking lot or whatever, and across the street is a seven eleven, and I see something going down, you know, at the seven eleven, I have as much authority to go over there and arrest somebody as my mother does. So your territorial jurisdiction is very tight, but Again, you have full subject matter jurisdiction.
0: With that, I probably have a million questions, (laughs) and hopefully I remember them all, (laughs) and and I'll I'll try, and and of course, I'm fucking poorly made, so I'm not organized at all. I thought this afternoon, ah, I'm going to write all these questions, I have all these great questions, and here it is in the evening, and I got dick, but that's okay. So well, I've
1: rehearsed this whole thing like in my head 20 times already. So I won't remember any of the cool shit that I thought
0: of to say tonight either. That's how that works. Uh-huh. Right. And, and I'll tell you, here's some inside the baseball podcast knowledge. Not that anybody gives a shit. I can't tell you how many times I've edited a podcast and I said, fuck, this was a perfect opportunity to talk about XYZ. i Z. I'll bring it up next time this comes up and then I'll fucking forget. Or you'll, you know, it's like the shower argument you have, right? Where you think of like everything great to say in the shower, and yep. when it's time to tum- come on, you're like, "Oh shit!"
1: <laughs> so, Either in the shower or in the car on your way to work.
0: Yes. Yep. That's it. So then I just jerk off in the shower instead of doing what I'm supposed to do. But anyway, <laughs> oh, man, how does anybody sponsor this podcast? <laughs> like, I, I often wonder that. Anyway, by the I way, if I wasn't broke, I would sponsor it. I was actually going to hit you up because I'm like, I think I think we could be on to something. I'm broke too, but that's why I'm taking people's money. Um, <laughs> by the way, thoughts of police officer, go check it out on YouTube. Way off topic now. So let's let, reel it back in now. Real, real. We got to reel it real. way back in. So <laughs> North Carolina, the private cop, company cop, um, special police. Are there other states that do that or is it just a North Carolina thing?
1: Um, I know for a fact uh, Tennessee has a version of it in their state. Um, I believe Pennsylvania does. Washington, D.C. actually has it as well. I'm not sure if Virginia does. And then, like, our neighbor to the south, um, South Carolina, they do not have it at all. And I know, like, anywhere west of the Mississippi is completely foreign and pretend and make, you know, like made up, make believe.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I have to say, I have to say though, it's, it's really interesting to me because I heard about it a while back. There was a cop from Pennsylvania I believe that messaged me and we were going back and forth about it probably about a year ago or so. So if you're listening to this dude, hit me up, we'll talk. But, and then you hit me up when I started, you know, reaching out for people for podcasts. And I was like, this is a great thing to talk about. On its face, it seems like a bad thing. And I'm not saying that to dog you, obviously, but just from what my experiences are, my life experience and in my view of my worldview is the, you know, and trust me, folks, we've talked about this numerous times. I'm as a former agent of the government, I am not a big fan of the government, but it does seem that policing and law enforcement should be left with, you know, the state, but I'm open minded. So I'm really interested in what you have to say. About that, So on that point specifically, well, how would you counter that if, if somebody comes to you and says, you know, the, the state really should be doing law enforcement, not essentially private companies?
1: Right. Um, so I guess the way that I would counter that argument is, um, well, to, to give a little further background on company police, we go... Through the same academy. Um, I don't know how it works in other states, but in this state, you know, we have the Training and Standards Commission, and they sit down every year, like twice a year, and, you know, say this is the state mandated curriculum for all police academies in the state. Um, So we have to go through that. Uh, It's basic law enforcement training certification, is what we get here in this state. That's the name of it. Um, So we have to go through that we have to go through a, a background check that's actually more extensive than what a municipal agency has to go through, okay? Um, once we do that, we can have a contract anywhere with anybody for any property. So think about, like if, like from your point of view, think about where you, you know, when you were working, think about specific like hot spots. Like apartment complexes or hotels, motels, um, business centers that you were going to constantly? I mean, I know you had to have at least one of those.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So what we have done, like my agency, what we've done over the years is we have had places like that reach out to us, contract us to come in there and say, hey, We can't get this under control. And if we keep calling the police, then you know the local city's going to shut us down. And, you know, maybe you know, we want a police officer to work here. Well, anybody who's worked off-duty assignments before, you know, for a municipal agency, you know what you're there to do. You're there to sit in your car and chill, you know, Like, like your shirt says, parking lot and chill. That's pretty much what. Oh, <laughs> By the way, up. go buy
0: my T-shirt right now. It's a great Christmas present. It's almost Christmas. Um, anyway, sorry. I, yes. Any opportunity I have to promote. I, I live yeah. in a basement. Help me out.
1: <laughs> yes, go go buy this T-shirt, parking lot in jail. Um. But yeah, like if you've had that off-duty assignment, you know, you sit there, you bring a book, like before smartphones, you would, you would take a book with you. Um, okay, boomer. you know you would take something to do but you know so that didn't really help cut down on the incidents happening there they happened and if you were working off duty then you would just get on the radio and call and have everybody else come out there like normal you were just the first one on the scene um and so it pushes the crime stats up And a lot of our clients have said, you know, hey, we don't want that because the city says if our crime stats go up, they're going to take our business license away from. So when we're there, we have that full police jurisdiction. We can handle it. You know, we can make arrests. We can write tickets. We can actually ban people from the property without having to wake a manager up in the middle of the night. And we can get the problems out of there. So that would be how I would counter your you know, your statement to that, that all policing should be done by,
0: you know, government agencies. I'm good with everything you said in that regard, because I kind of look at it the same way as social workers responding to police calls. There mm-hmm. are a lot of calls that are really not a law enforcement matter. Absolutely. Um, so-and-so isn't taking their pills. So-and-so isn't doing this. We, that kind of shit, unless there is a safety issue why why is the police department going to that i totally see if it's hey so-and-so hasn't taken their pills and they're destroying the house so they have a knife or blah 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 totally safety issue cops should go probably should have you know somebody that has that kind of experience to go to those calls too. Yep. get that and as and i look at that too is you know it, it was always I think most cops, especially big city cops, totally get that. You know, you have this fucking shitty motel, shitty apartment complex, and it takes up your whole night because you're just going to call to call to call after that in that same place where having law enforcement there would be great. It would be excellent. Maybe I can, I gotta think how I can articulate this um, because I'm obviously not very articulate, but I guess what I'm getting at is more of, you know what, before I, I, I'm going to ask the question kind of, but I don't want you to answer it yet because we'll keep talking and we'll <laughs> see if it makes sense to me as, as we talk through it if that's good cool with you. Sure. So but basically what I'm getting at, though, is you know the the law is basically in the hands of the government. The government controls the law and things like that. I guess when a private company basically directs cops to go out and enforce the law, or why didn't I fucking write this down? Cause I had this like masterfully thought out how, the way I was going to ask you this. Cause it, it's one of those things, if you don't say it right, it's not going to make sense. But right. Uh, I guess the point I'm getting at is it, it seems like there is a chance for corruption. Now I say this out loud and then I, I, I recant my thought, but there's a no. chance for, there is a chance for corruption because it is a private company but then I think out loud and say that, loud. Uh, I'm like, "Well, it is the fucking government. The government also could be corrupt." <laughs> um, but but you know what I'm saying? Where it just it's just for me, it just seems wrong that a private company can go out and hire a private police force. Right. That's. I, it. But I think as we talk, it may make more sense to me. Um, and I'm you know I'll be open minded about it. We'll we'll see where we go. But let's let's get into. Uh, some of the questions I had for you. So, okay. So we talked about, you know, the different types apartment complexes, schools, things like that. When you, when you get into these particular businesses, I, I assume they rotate, right? Like you might have an assignment there for six months and they say, Hey, we're good. We don't need you anymore.
1: Yeah. I mean, is typically we're either there for, you know, a, a week, maybe a month, maybe two months. If we're there over two months, then normally they keep us around for like several years. Okay. Um, So it just depends on what they've got going on and what their budget is.
0: Okay. So when you get into these assignments and you gave a pretty good example earlier of, you know, the apartment complex says, Hey, you know, we're having all of these issues, you know, we want you to take care of these for us kind of thing. So the cops, you know, the, the city cops, the County isn't coming here all the time. You have the same police powers as everybody else. You can write a ticket. So when you write a ticket for something, is that into like? And I guess without knowing North Carolina laws, I assume would that be written into like state court or would you write a municipal ticket?
1: Um. Actually, it would be state. Like, we have you know district court is where citations go to. Okay. Um, and so it would go straight to that. Um. You know we. Uh, We were on the state electronic citation system. Um, They changed software and anyway, we're not on it anymore, but we've got, still have actual handwritten ticket books. Um, So yeah, we issue those, write the date in, send it to the clerk of court and, you know, they, they handle it from there, just like they do for every other police agency. Okay.
0: So if you had a situation where you made an arrest, do you just go to the, whatever the local county jail is there and book them in there?
1: Yep, whatever um, whatever the the jail intake uh, facility is for that county, um, because North Carolina does everything by county, and um, so we would take them to whatever the county jail is, you know, the closest magistrate. We the the way that it typically works in North Carolina. I know it's different in a couple cities. But the way it typically works is you make an arrest. And this is for everybody, not just company police. Um, You make an arrest, you take them to intake, you appear before the magistrate, um, you know, testify to the magistrate. They find probable cause, issue the order for arrest, and then you turn around and give that to the jail people. And they lock your guy away for just long enough for you to, you know, clear the jail and go get something
0: to drink before they're out. Well, yeah, that's that's that part is the true everywhere. Okay, so real quick, because I'm curious, the the magistrate thing is uh-huh. that so there's one on 24 seven. Yep. Wow, a judge yep. awake at night. Yep. Yep. Here, I mean, here they. I gotta be honest with you. I like that system because in Colorado, yeah. you 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 would do your affidavit, send them off the jail, and then the next business day you know, essentially because they'd already be booked in, they'd already be in jail the next business day. They would uh, take a look at it and make sure there was PC and have their, you know, initial hearing and things like that. I like that it's done just right there. That's a fucking great system.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is always a magistrate available in all 100 counties of the state. I mean, you, you can go to the magistrate's office as a private citizen at three in the morning and speak to a magistrate to, to swear out charges against, you know, Billy Joe Bob that stole your stuff, you know, or whatever. Um, So yeah, it's a really great system. And in some of the smaller counties that I've worked at, like the one, um, like the County that is my home County, um, the County down in the Eastern part of the state where I did a hell of a lot of work. I got to know the magistrates by name and they got to know me. And uh, so if I would run into something, you know, out in the field, you know, I'd look at another cop or call another cop and say, Hey, this is what I've got. And they're like, "Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I could pick up the phone and call the magistrate and say, Hey, this is what I've got. Am I good with this? And they
0: would say, yeah, you're good. Bring them on. That's I mean, that's a good resource. Now, Since I have you, maybe this is the state I was thinking of in a prior podcast. So because you said a a citizen can go in at three in the morning and say, you know, my tweaker friend stole my stereo. Yeah. And so so let's just say um, I'm Methany, and I go in there at three in the morning (laughs) and I say that Joe Bob, you know, stole my pack of menthols. Could potentially the magistrate find probable cause and put a warrant out for Jim Bob for stealing the menthols based on what a citizen says?
1: Potentially. Yes. Um, what I think what most counties have gone to now, if not all of them is if a citizen comes in with a, uh, complaint that is like a misdemeanor level complaint, not felony, but just misdemeanor. Um, they issue uh, what we call a criminal summons, which is, you know, I don't know if you have something similar to that in Colorado, But basically a criminal summons is where like the magistrate issues it, an officer finds the person and serves it. And it's basically serving a notice of their court date. There's no actual custody taken of the person. So there's no bond. Like, you know, there's, there's not a custody order associated with it. Does that make sense?
0: It does. But let me ask you this, and if you don't know, let me know. But so let's say metheny goes in there and the judge is like, can the judge essentially say, no, this is stupid. I'm not going to put out a uh, would you call it again? A uh, criminal summons. A, 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 yeah. The judge says, I, uh, no, this is stupid. I'm not putting out a criminal summons or will will they put a criminal summons out for everything?
1: Oh, no, they, they will. I have watched them look at, you know, John Q. Public talking about somebody stole my pack of menthols. And the the magistrate looks at him, says, you're full of shit. You need to leave out of here before I lock you up for stupidity. I mean, I've seen that happen.
0: (laughs) Okay, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't something because and it is interesting talking to cops in other places. But for instance, like a protection order in Colorado, Mm -hmm. you go in and you say, yeah, I want a protection order from so and so. And you have to have something. But if you have something, they will grant a temporary protection order. And right. the the person has to be served with it. And then there's a court order to, to determine if it becomes permanent. And yep. you have to have something, but I don't think it's very much. Uh, I look at that type of stuff. And I, I just, I'm curious if people in other places just can kind of walk in and say such and, you know, such and stuff. I'm, um, Dude, I went for a jog before this and the liquor <laughs> is just hitting me super hard, way harder than it <laughs> normally does. So I'm like fucking c and double right now so this is gonna be a great interview um all right i strike that question from the record fuck me but okay no i mean that no it makes sense to me now yeah
1: well yeah yeah, because i mean you know with protection orders that's very similar to how it's done here um you know because because north carolina like there is one law on the books that says an officer shall arrest and that is the violation of a here is uh general statute chapter 50 section b which is domestic violence protection order um if that's been issued against a person and an officer finds that person in violation of that order then that officer must arrest the person violating that
0: order do you guys have mandatory arrest on domestic violence itself
1: Not on domestic violence itself. Um, Some agencies in some jurisdictions might have policy to do that. But as far as the statutes, no, we don't have a statute. I mean, not that I'm aware of, unless if they've updated something in the last few months um, that says, you know, thou shalt arrest if you respond to a domestic.
0: And see, this is the second cop I've talked to. And the, the other guy was in Idaho, dude. I thought, I thought DV mandatory arrest was pretty much fucking everywhere. Turns out mm-hmm. it's not, but that's a that's a discussion for another day. So because we're talking about what you do. <laughs> Interesting. So the company that you work for, are, are there a bunch of different companies that do this type of private police or there, company police? There are.
1: Um, there's a, a bunch in North Carolina. I don't know the exact number anymore. Um, some of them are actually part of national companies that do, you know, the private police and, you know, regular security guard stuff, which the company I work for, just for the record, we do have a parallel sister company that is security. So I can probably fill any cop's ears about security guards. Um, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, there, there are a number, um, And like, it's interesting because there are some uh, private agencies here in the state that are created, like there's a, a shopping mall. For example, there's a shopping mall in Raleigh, which is the state capital, and they have their own company police for that shopping mall. Like they don't hire themselves out to other places. They are there just for that shopping mall, which is actually pretty cool because, you know, there's a lot of shit that happens in shopping malls especially ones that are two blocks down from the hood, you know? Oh, you know, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I can, att- yeah. I can
0: attest to that. <laughs>
1: okay. So, yeah. Like that mall has its own company police. Um, there are several hospitals and hospital chains or systems or whatever the fuck they call themselves. Um, that would have their own company police as well. Um, that way they, you know, that is what they're there for. They, they, have like their own security guards, and then they have the sworn company police officers if there's an instance where a police officer needs to, to be there and make an arrest.
0: Okay. Now, in your experience, have the municipal guys, state guys, county guys, what is your relationship with those guys? Do they not, I mean, is there any animosity, or do they look lower on the company police guys? Um,
1: I've had everything from somebody cuss me out, tell me to shut up and go sit in my little security car up to having police officers that I've worked with who are with other agencies that if they called me right now, I would tell you this recording's over and I would go back them up. I mean, I would need a driver, but (laughs) I would go back their asses up. So it is... And there are a lot of company police officers out there and a lot of municipal officers out there listening right now. It, it, like all, what, 12 of them listening out there now?
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> it's millions, sir. Millions million, upon millions. Okay. Millions upon millions. Fuck off.
1: Well, 12 million. Okay, sorry, I left a few zeros off of there.
0: Oh, there you go. Much better.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, there are officers out there It is what you make out of it. You know, if you're a municipal officer in North Carolina or another state that has private policing in it and you don't know what they can do, then you should probably fucking learn what they can do because they can be a resource for you. Like I said, here in North Carolina, we can ban people from the property. I mean, when you were working there in Colorado, say, and you got a call out at an apartment complex. And the person didn't live there and wasn't a resident. No resident there was claiming them. You, you would try to do what, you know, ban them from the property would be an awesome solution. Right. Because if they come back, you can arrest them for trespassing. Fun
0: fact. Some places you can. Some places you absolutely can. Yep. And I can't speak to other cities and other municipalities, all that shit. But, uh, at least in my experience, there were companies that would basically write a letter to the police department and say, hey, the police department has the right to ban people off this property that shouldn't be here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I... I got to be honest with you. I absolutely 100% disagreed with that. That to me was not the role of the police department because that's a civil order. The cop we should be dealing with criminal matters and we shouldn't basically be doing an apartment complex's bidding
1: right and right and i i agree with the last part of that statement um no officer whether you know private or or municipal should be doing the bidding of you know the apartment complex the hotel manager etc you know mm-hmm. You, you get called out to a place to be a cop. So you get there and you're a fucking cop, right? If you see somebody that needs to be arrested, you hook them up. If you think that telling somebody to move along is the right thing to do, you tell them to move along, you know, but if you have problems at one place with people who have no business being there, if you can ban them from that place, And then you turn around and you see them three hours later or the next night or something, you can hook them up because then it's a criminal matter because they're not supposed to be there legally.
0: Yes, I I mean it is, but I guess – and I don't want to spend too much time on this because we got got a lot of ground to cover. But (laughs) I, as a cop that works for the city and for the taxpayers, it's not my job to enforce or to write a civil – Thing And it, it honestly brought on a lot more problems because, okay, so guys would try and have people hang out to do a trespass notice. You have no legal authority to tell someone to stay so you can fill out a piece of paper telling them they cannot go back. And it just would cause more problems, at least to me, at least in my perception than it was worth. Where if a private company is having issues with people trespassing, loitering, whatever, then higher security do all that your private business you take care of that now if there's a crime there's a crime i i would be more apt to you know if they're trespassing and there's fucking signs that say no trespassing just write them a fucking ticket you're good to go yeah. I think there there's an easier solution to that than you know and honestly for a big city especially when it's busy and you get stuck and you're writing a bunch of people a fucking piece of paper For a business, you're doing them a favor and it's a good gesture, but there's way more important things going on than do basically doing them a favor. Oh, absolutely. That's that's my point with that.
1: Yeah. And, And, you know, to kind of wrap this up, that's one of the things like a lot of municipal agencies in this state say that about the properties that then turn around and contract private police, because then we can be there. We can take care of that. We can tell them to move along. If they don't, we can hook them up and take their ass to jail.
0: And I think that's a common. uh, See, I'm coming around to the private police thing, because that's a a common thing with security companies where I know cops would get frustrated is they hired the security company. Essentially, all the security company does. is as a visual deterrent. If something happens, they're going to call the cops. Yep. We're still going anyway. It, It might spook off a few people but otherwise if anybody's going to do what they're going to do they don't give a shit if a security guard's there exactly exactly
1: and and like i said we've got security guards you know that that work for the parallel sister company whatever you want to call it they they legally like legally a company police agency can't employ both sworn officers and non-sworn security so it has to be a separate parallel company but that's just like legalese. Um, we all fucking work together, unfortunately, sometimes because they anybody can be a security guard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking security. You know, I, I've heard you say that before. That you started in security. I worked security for a little while. You know, all of us have done it. There are some good ones, really good ones out there, who know their place and know what their role is. But, you know, yeah. No, huh?
0: Yeah. And I, I was honestly surprised. <laughs> that was, I don't know. That was pretty funny that if anybody follows the page, you, you saw the, the massacre of security guards a couple of weeks ago on the page. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> which it started out as like a joke innocently enough. And then, you know, people were commenting some crazy stuff. And, you know, guys were like, well, you know, security at a nuclear plant or tactical and shit like that. You're missing the point. I'm not talking about commandos that work at a fucking nuclear power plant. I'm not talking about that, okay? I'm talking about the dude that sits in a fucking 2001 GMC Sonoma with a yellow light on it that fucking acts like it's end of watch, okay? That's what I'm talking about. Or, look, I used to work mall security. I worked with some fucking phenomenal people. I worked with some... Fucking giant douchebags. Yep. Same with yep. police work. I work with some fucking phenomenal cops, but I work with some fucking giant douchebags. Yep. It's a <clears> joke. <throat> Calm down. But if it, but if you think you're like saving the world, or somebody sent me this TikTok where it's some security guard like, I can't protect you anymore, and he's like taking his fucking plastic security guard badge off. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> People are nowhere going to be safe at the at the fucking Kroger parking lot. Come on, dude,
1: calm <laughs> dude, down, there, calm down. There, there was a security guard, okay, that I I had to work around. And see, I was a supervisor. I was actually a lieutenant for my agent. I still am actually, um, even though I'm just part time now. Um, but this one security guard. See, you can be either unarmed or armed security here in north carolina i don't know if that's how it is in colorado or you know other yeah states. i think it's mostly most like it. that yeah yeah um so this guy he you know went through got the armed certification all that shit and uh started working for us and you know as somebody who as a supervisor that had to make sure that the schedule was filled and everybody was where they were supposed to be, I was happy with him for the first couple of weeks. Cause he showed up and, and he didn't fall asleep.
0: Um, that is the most
1: you know, important two, thing. But, but then I noticed one night he's wearing a, uh, a morning band on his badge. And I said, uh, who died? And he said, Oh, Well, there was the officer, you know, police officer out in such and such state. And I said, yeah, I read about that. I said, "Um, typically, we only wear the morning bands if it's one of the officers from our agency. And he said, okay, okay. Well, two nights later, he still got it on. He refuses to take it off as a symbol of like all the, you know, law enforcement officer. And I'm like, dude, you know, okay. I, I commend you for being so supportive of law enforcement, but you're a security guard. Take that band off because it doesn't mean anything until, you know, you wear that when it's one of your people. You know, you don't wear it because you read something in the news. And and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you'll get a lot of hate mail for me for that. <laughs> um, but it's a security guard doing that. And you know, and I've seen those TikToks with the other security guards. Oh yes, and and I I had a security guard show up, and he's like, "I'm the I'm the one who protects you in the night." And I'm like, "No, because your ass sleeps at night."
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. People just want to feel important, but yeah. Here we could. So I guess we had kind of some similar experiences because I I started as like a like a line security officer, man, part time working nights and. I ended up uh, before I left being in a management role. And I will tell you, fucking work in management at one of these fucking sites and you're on a salary. Oh, God. Oh, fuck my life. I work so many fucking hours. You know, if somebody called in sick, you know, they didn't want you using overtime or you couldn't get anybody to fill it in. So guess who gets to work it because it can't go unfilled? Yeah. You do. So you fucking go put a uniform on and you work fucking graveyard shift. And then they compliment you about, oh, your numbers are great. You know, we're we're doing great. You yeah, it's because I'm working all the fucking shifts and you're not paying me anything extra. Where's my fucking bonus? No, we're just gonna pocket that. Oh no. and man, I was so happy to fucking get out of that and get into law enforcement, man. Cause it was like, oh, cool, I'm working overtime, I can make money again. This is awesome.
1: <laughs> you know. I, it's funny you say that because I was in that position on salary as management for a grand total of like three and a half years.
2: Oh, fuck
1: your life. Yep. I would rather sit on a pine cone with tree sap for lube than to go back through that again. And I mean, because I'll just put it this way and sum it up my record for days in a row worked is 32
0: <laughs> 30 yeah i i'm getting ptsd break. from fucking remembering that shit that was so awful i did it i don't think i did it quite that long i think i did it two or three years and then i got into law enforcement but it was well the management side at least and i i fucking did it out of state and i came came home and yeah that was a terrible terrible job so yes poor went out for the homies that are fucking management and security companies trying to Oh, Oh, just get somebody with a pulse to fucking work it. Like I remember getting an application sometime, and you know you read through, and people put their criminal convictions on the application and vehicular (laughs) homicide, and it was like a couple months before they got convicted. I'm like, fucking shit, this is the best I've got. Yeah, yeah.
1: I would have people come up to me all the time and and say, oh, company police, you know, because they'd see the car, they'd see my uniform or something like that, read the patch, and they're like, company police, well well, that's more than a security guard in it. And I'd say, yeah, well, what do you have to do to, to be able to do that? I said, you can't have any felony convictions and they go, Oh, and you could just see the, the air just go out of their balloon as soon as you said that. I mean, it was like, dude, really? You, you think that we're that far down, you know, or whatever? I don't know.
0: So, I guess we should probably get back on track because people are probably getting bored of the security war stories. Speaking of war stories, and I feel like I have to, I, I have to do a disclaimer, but I, I think especially even in your circumstance, people always like hearing like, a, good, a good story. and it, It's not the fucking you know the guy in the 7-Eleven you know, asking you, but I think other cops like to hear you know, what other people go through in different states and shit like that. So do you got a good story that you want to tell the millions of people out there? Yeah. Oh like a funny story or funny or tense or anything man or nothing i don't give a shit if you don't even want to answer
1: (laughs) we had a contract down in the eastern part of the state where i think i kind of mentioned earlier i got to be really good friends with those officers those people down there and there was one night it was at a little motel i won't say the uh brand name but we'll call it motel seven um
0: (laughs) Okay, and, so 50-50 uh, chance for the guests. Exactly,
1: Motel Seven, and um, I had been—I had actually gotten like to be off for a couple days, and I go down, and uh, anyway, I'm I'm riding around, and I had an in-car computer, you know, to where I could run all my own shit, you know, run my tags. I was a dispatcher before I was an officer, by the way. Um, so real quick you know, before we get into your story.
0: Before we get to your story, I'm going to rudely interrupt you. What do you guys do for dispatch? Do you use the local jurisdiction or do you guys have your own dispatch center?
1: Oh, God. Um, We have our own dispatch center. We, in certain circumstances, like the situation I'm talking about, we were actually able to get on with the county dispatch to use them. Um, And then... This will be another good story. Um, We've actually had times where we didn't have any dispatch. And I've actually worked where I didn't have any radio with anybody. Oh, neat. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Great. That sounds Um, amazing.
1: (laughs) Oh, it was awesome. Um, So this night, like, I come back. I'd been off for three days, so it was like, you know, having just gotten back from the Cayman Islands or something, and I'm rolling around this Motel 7, and and people just keep checking in, checking in, and so I run all the tags, like, all the tags on all the cars that come in and out of that place, and I caught more shit doing that, so anyway, I go through, and, like, I just get done, and I'm getting ready to go, like, just set up and park, and, and just kind of you know watch the place for a little bit and i see this uh pickup truck was parked way down on one of the lots and it wasn't there like three minutes before so i pull down there you know pull past it run the tag and this guy's getting out of it well there's so many cars i had to like back up to turn around and all that shit anyway guy comes up to me asks where the front office is i'm like um the front office is up at the front where you drove past and he's like oh you think it's up front and i said yeah pretty sure well my computer is making all kinds of chirps and whistles i mean it sounds like r2d2 having a meltdown um
0: well yes. i'm gonna i'm gonna edit out my r2d2 impression but go on
1: no leave it in um, oh you know i'm not <laughs> taking
0: it out you know i'm not
1: i i know it's poorly made um but, but anyway so he's like going up to the office and so I like pulled the computer screen up because I just kind of closed it down a little bit in case if something popped up and you know, like he saw it through my window or something. And anyway, I lift it up and it's coming back, stolen vehicle. And I'm like, okay, and I read over it, read the description. Yeah, that's the vehicle is stolen. And then I read the notes and it's uh, connected to a theft of two automatic carbine rifles from the neighboring County Sheriff's department car, like one of their cars. And it turned out to be the sheriff of the neighboring County had his car broken into and his two fully automatic carbines were stolen out of the trunk of his unmarked car along with this truck that belonged to his next door neighbor. (laughs) And so I get on the radio and I'm like, um, guys, I've got, this vehicle here i don't know if y'all you know had any bolos on it and everybody goes you know without saying holy shit everybody said holy shit over the radio and uh so they're they're trying to come in everybody's shorthanded that night everybody's on the complete opposite side of town because it was kind of a smaller agency um well the guy goes in to try to you know get a room well hell by the time we've got a plan to take him down he's coming back out to look for another place because they didn't have any rooms to rent him. I had to jump out and and I like pulled up. I got on the radio. I said, he's coming out now. You know, he's getting ready to leave. I'm going to grab him. And I jumped out of the car and I said, hey, buddy, come here. And he actually walks over to me and uh, I put him on the hood of the car and cuffed him up right there. And um, he wound up going to federal court. He got federal charges on that um, for the stealing the uh, automatic weapons. Because they only so he, recovered one of them. So he didn't give you any trouble at all, huh? He, he actually didn't. I think if I'd have given him like a little more time to think about it, he might have. But he didn't give me any trouble that time.
0: Um, that you was, said something that, that triggered something. And okay. it's one of those things I wanted to talk about in a prior podcast. But now we're going to talk about it right now. Sweet. Giving him time to think about something. Don't. Don't except that's the problem we have with policing right now yep. um anybody had seen like the force science stuff and like the ooda loop stuff right get them out of their yeah. fucking ooda loop yep that saves lives but now you know now we're doing shit that contradicts our chaining but if anybody wonders well why did they act so swiftly or why did they do this or that because that's our tactical advantage yep. because if somebody pulls a gun on us they already know they're gonna pull a gun on us right they have that jump on the police before we have that. So, you know, that's when that's why cops react when people grab into waistbands or dive in under seats or into seat cushions and shit like that, because that's where we know guns are. And yeah. that's why, you know, you have to kind of you have to seize opportunities when you have it. And when, I just wish the public understood that. Because if you yeah. give somebody time to think, you give them time to make a plan to hurt you or hurt somebody else. So exactly. there's my little there's my little spiel.
1: And and for the for like some of the rookie cops out there who, you know, are are learning in today's policing world. Um, for one, God bless you. Uh, for two, you know, it's OK to handcuff somebody. And then if you determine later that you need to let that person go, you can let them go.
0: You know, oh, that's not OK I mean. in some sta- that's not OK in some states. Okay. Well, yeah.
1: In North Carolina, it's okay to unarrest somebody. Like if you handcuff somebody and, and like, they don't fight you while you're handcuffing them and you don't find
0: enough to charge them with, you can let them go here. Um, Well, most, most places you can let them go You have you've always had to articulate why you're putting them in the handcuffs, you know, whatever that is, you know, whether it's a a flight risk or, you know, you believe them to be involved in this crime or they were in a stolen car, blah, blah, blah. We go through a million things. You've always had to articulate that. But now, especially in some of these states where they're kind of putting restrictions, like putting handcuffs on somebody is technically a use of force. And, And, you know, some places you can't you can't put use force unless you have probable cause to arrest somebody. Probable cause can be a high bar on the street. You know, for instance, if you have, you know, the robbery suspect five minutes later, you're like, that guy matches the description. That dude just held up a place at gunpoint. I'm probably going to fucking point my gun at him and handcuff him until I know otherwise. Where that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. You can't do that now in some places, not everywhere.
1: That's wild, right?
0: Isn't it? That's horseshit. Yes, it is. It is absolute fucking horseshit. That leads me to my next question. How is policing in North Carolina? Is the job dead there? I wouldn't say that it's dead.
1: Actually, I would say that it's um, going pretty strong. Um, The only exceptions I can think of are in some of the larger, more liberal cities in the state. Um, But even there, there are allies to law enforcement they're in you know good places um that actually have some sense now whether or not the city council or you know county commissioners or whoever the powers that be are have you know common sense as well that's a different story but i don't think that policing in north carolina is dead by a long shot um you know you you go down the highway doing 75 and a 60, you're still going to get pulled by a trooper. You know, you, you yell, scream and shove at a cop. You're going to jail. You know, if you touch a cop, you're going to jail. Um, So no, it's, it's not dead in North Carolina.
0: Okay. And that leads me into another question. I meant to ask way earlier as a private cop. Do you make the same more less than a uh, cop in a city or County?
1: Personally, I make less. Um, There are private agencies and campus police. um, They're normally fairly well paid. Campus police aren't exactly the same as company police, um, but they're pretty damn close. Um, But obviously they're being paid through, you know, the, the university or school or whatever. They make decent money. Uh, Some of the private agencies, depending on the contracts that they have, they can actually make pretty good money. Um, One guy that worked for for my agency for years, he was another lieutenant. Um, He actually went to work for another company and he's making $22.50 an hour now working for them, Um,
0: which is pretty damn good money. Okay. So that's, that's good money out there. I would say... I don't know. I think some places, it's just hard to say because some, you know, some dudes are making, you know, 40, 50 bucks an hour plus in some of these bigger agencies for sure. But I I assume the cost, I was going to say the cost of living out in North Carolina is probably not too bad. But uh, my perception is the Carolinas have had an influx of folks coming in the last couple of years.
1: Oh, we have left and fucking right. Um, And and most people coming here are... Uh, coming from like new york um i i think there was actually a news article somewhere if i'm not mistaken saying that like every like once every five minutes somebody from new york relocates to north carolina
0: now is it from um, the city or is it from people from the counties or
1: um from what i'm able to tell it's kind of from all over but mostly from like new york city um Long Island, Long Island, especially I'm, I've met several people uh, in the last few months who have just moved down here from Long Island.
0: So apparently I, there's I, an
1: exodus from there.
0: I feel like Long Island for New York is a fairly conservative area of New York. Like I have a buddy that just moved to the Carolinas and he left, you know, a liberal state to, I, I feel like conservative folks are, are moving that way where you know. I don't know. I don't want to get too into politics, but I was just curious about the, the type of clientele moving to the state, whether that's good or bad.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's like from anywhere, it's both. Um, you know, the people that I've met coming here from out of state, um, because one of my assignments, I was actually um, actually stationed at a state facility uh that somebody moving here would need to go to at some point um not going to describe it any more than that because i would <laughs> just get away but um <laughs> any detectives listening to your show should be able to figure it out um, well, i think everybody figured but, um, it out but go on yeah i would <laughs> um but yeah i mean people moving in uh here they you know for the most part they were nice um didn't give me any trouble personally you know, me being there in uniform talking with people. Um, so, you know, I don't know how they are outside of that setting. I have no clue because I, I don't follow them outside, you know, but, um, Charlotte, um, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, Asheville, those are all really liberal cities anyway in North Carolina. Um, so I don't know how it's balancing out just yet.
0: Okay. So, I think we're going to probably get into the questions that we got on Instagram and Facebook and shit like that, just because I want to get to those and I'm not sure. I feel like I had better questions for you, but I'm hammered, but <laughs> I've, i I think I've kind of come around a little bit to the private police thing because it, it does make sense in some circumstance. I mean, you know, I do get concerned for like private companies dictating what cops do, but it really sounds like it's more of a contract thing and really places where, you know, places would have security. Well, here, um, let, go, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: If I can say this, um, the way that I explain it to you, like a, an ordinary citizen who's never heard of it before, company police is like a police department for a hire whoever hires us to have more police on their property on their premises you know is where we work we don't enforce policies like company police is not allowed to enforce policies of the people who contract us we can only enforce the law so you know if somebody says hey um Nobody can wear purple shirts on this property. We want you to enforce that. No, we can't. Now, I've okay. told that you makes the me feel sure, to planner. be there. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh-uh. We can only enforce the laws. Um, we can't enforce you know, policies. That's what security guards are for. Um, and then, if a security guard, like if they hired our security guards to be there, the security guard can say, okay, this person's refusing to leave after I've told them to leave they get on our radio call up for one of us, you know, police officers, we can come out there, hook their ass up and take them on. You know, if they're refusing to leave and we deem that they need to be arrested, you know, we have that ability to arrest them. Most of the time we just bring common sense to the matter and, you know, let things
0: resolve. (laughs) So I did think of one more question uh, while you were talking do you get paid the same rate at every site or could you potentially, okay, so this site pays, you know, X amount of dollars. And this site pays X amount of dollars.
1: Um, Some companies are, are like that. Um, mine is not uh, my chief pays everybody the same, you know, no matter which assignment they work. Um, and I was always mobile. Like I can't say I was always mobile. Um, when I was, you know, being a supervisor and, and running the shift, I was always mobile. Um, But yeah, no matter where I worked, like what assignment I had, I got paid the same per hour.
0: Okay. I just thought, I just thought of way more questions now. So we're back on it. Cause you, you said you had a chief and then it triggered a bunch of other things. Yeah. So you said you have a chief and then you run a shift. If you're like the Lieutenant running the shift, is that between several different sites in that area or just that one site?
1: No, that's between the way that we did it because we had sites all over the city, you know, Charlotte's the main city that we worked in. Um, I was like the watch commander. So like everything that happened at every site I was responsible for. Um, and we had like security guards who were stationed at sites So like, whether that was a guard house or that was, you know, some kid in a security uniform walking a parking lot at a hotel, you know, or a police officer who was responsible for hitting two or three, six different apartment complexes, you know, I was responsible for all that as the watch commander, just like you would think of with a municipal agency. You know, you've got the watch commander, you've got the supervisors, and then you got the guys actually out there doing patrol. Um, so, yeah, that was my job. Plus, I was, you know, basically like the operations manager. So the scheduling was my job. Sometimes I had to talk to our clients and, you know, address any specifics with them. And then I had to also be in the chief's office like daily, just about, which sounds like a nightmare, but it's really not because, we have an awesome, awesome chief. He's been in law enforcement for nearly 40 years now. So, you know, he's an okay. awesome guy. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how we ran it.
0: Do you guys have detectives?
1: Um, <clears throat> No. Um, we have some defectives, but no detectives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, now, the way that i would like okay when i was a supervisor even though we have full subject matter jurisdiction and, and this will probably go out and be maybe hopefully of some use to some of the municipal guys that are still on the fence about private police um but as a supervisor the way that i would make a determination as to if we called in the local agency, like Charlotte Police or or wherever we were, I would sit and say, okay, can we handle this? You know, do we have the capability to handle like the resources to follow up and investigate on this? You know, we don't have a crime scene unit. So if there's been like a, a breaking and entering. And an assault or, you know, like, a, especially like a sexual assault, um, you know, or any serious felony, I'm going to sit back and say, no, we do not have the resources to follow up on that. We don't have full time investigators, um, because, again, you think about an investigator um, to do the follow up, you might have to go someplace other than where the crime was committed and we don't have jurisdiction off the properties that were contracted for, unless if we are in immediate and continuous pursuit. So, you know, that's where we can make an arrest for murder if we watch it happen, uh, but we can't do full investigation for it because we just, we're not, we don't have the funding to do that. Does that make sense?
0: It does. So I got one question and we'll, we'll get more into that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to just use a very standard call, like an auto prowl. Somebody calls and whatever, let's say an apartment complex that says my car got broken into. Mm-hmm. Potentially, potentially there could be evidence in that car. Right. Um, and I, I know lots of agencies handle that way differently, but let's just say somebody's car gets broken into and there's potential evidence in that car. Is that something you or you'd call on the locals to come in and, and take that? Or would you take that report? What I
1: would do, like, if it were my call, either assigned to me or me being the supervisor, what I would do is say, you know, we would secure the scene because that's the first thing you should always do is secure the scene. Um, make sure nobody messes with any shit. And then I would say, okay, you know, if the window's busted in, if... Shit's been grabbed around inside you know compartment's been open. We don't have a lab to run fingerprints, so if it looks like there could be fingerprints from the suspects in there, I would turn it over to the city department, have them dust for prints and submit them and take care of the follow up um and there might have been another break in to a car one complex up the street that doesn't contract with us, but the city would know about that one as well. So it would actually help them out. You know, I'm not trying to offload a call onto them, but just give them more information. Yeah. It might be another report, um, which we would do a report regardless, um, as an agency, but, you know, I would look at it and say, do I have the ability to follow up on this? And that was always my rule of thumb as far as are we going to call you on an outside agency?
0: Did you have any issues from outside agencies when you called them in to come take something?
1: Um, sometimes I did. Um, it depended on the officer and how familiar they were with company police. And, and honestly, what kind of mood they were in, because all officers, all of us, we all know what it's like to be in a mood one night.
0: Uh, I can tell you right now, if I got some uh, call where there was like another police department there, I'd be like, these motherfuckers, you take this <laughs> fucking call, you fucking lazy fucks. <laughs> the thing a is, fact.
1: I'm... Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what, I would be the same way, honestly. But if I called you, and you came to, to my call, when you got there, you would have not only all of the victim's information, and a you know, secure crime scene, and you know, all the paperwork, I can give you all the information to make your report writing a hell of a lot easier. Because you and I are a lot alike. I love to write reports too, okay? Um, you're going to have all that information then when you show up. Um, if I'm the one that's standing by waiting on. Um, Fair enough. And, Fair but enough. I understand the feeling.
0: You know? Oh, and,
1: and it's like, Honestly,
0: listening to this podcast, if I ever get back into law enforcement in a state where there's company police, which is very unlikely at this point. But if I do, <laughs> I would get it. Okay, I get it. I understand. Yeah. All right. Can I ask you something out of left field? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. so you mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, kind of by accident, based on your pineapple juice, that um, you're gay. Have you gotten any issues with that from other cops? Never. Never. Wait a second. I thought all cops were a bunch of racist homophobes.
1: Oh, my God. I thought I saw that on social media, too. Weird. Holy shit. So weird. I scrolled right past it because it just didn't,
0: yeah, didn't (laughs) dive. Fun fact, if you can do the job, no one gives a shit. Yep. That's it. Yep. I'm glad glad you, yeah, I I appreciate you being open about that, man, but I I think there's just this perception that that look, man, like, you know, we might fucking make some inappropriate jokes and shit like that, but nobody fucking you know, human, man, nobody fucking cares.
1: I'm the first person who wants to hear the worst gay joke you can tell. Seriously,
0: <laughs> Dude, okay. Now I have to ask: Are there straight people jokes that gay people tell? Um, God. If there
1: are, they they were just so lame and not funny. I ignored them.
0: <laughs> I I gotta say that I used to say for years, and I'm 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 not gonna say some of the fucking jokes I know because I like doing this podcast, but. Yeah. I always, you know, like there's all kinds of ethnic jokes and racial jokes and shit like that. But I'm like, where are the white people jokes? Give me some fucking white people jokes. Yeah. And the last couple of years, they've slowly been making their way into memes. And I'm very <laughs> impressed. Like some of them are fucking funny. Um, it's funny to make fun of each other. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's okay. Well, it's you- okay to make fun of each other. You know,
1: I, I like I kind of mentioned earlier. I'm I'm not working police full time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm doing it part time now. I've, I've changed careers, and uh, my current boss, he and I were on a job uh, the other day working, and uh, he cranked one off, farted all over me. And okay, I would, when you said
0: cranked one off, I was thinking something completely different. But go on. <laughs> No, no, he, he ripped one. Is that better? That's better.
1: Okay, yeah. he ripped one. And um, I was in a position doing something to where I couldn't evacuate. So he chuckles off going down the hallway. Well, not a second later, I return fire. And he says, there goes you with your mating calls. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I just lose it. I mean, I am so useless for like the next 20 minutes. I I mean, the whole rest of the job, I was useless. (laughs) I'm breaking shit and, you know, throwing it around. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love the jokes and, you know, I have always gotten along with everybody and, you know, I started off, I think, like I mentioned um, at a city department, I started off as a dispatcher and Um, That was my first law enforcement job was dispatcher. Um, I had worked as a dispatcher for the county for like EMS and emergency services for two years before that. And everybody there knew I was gay. And so, of course, when I show up at the city, granted, the county has a grand population of 110, 120,000 news gets around pretty quick. Um, They already knew some of the officers were kind of like, oh, you're gay. And then I'm like, "Oh, you're good dispatcher. You know, you you know your shit. Okay, I don't care." And it was on like that, and and I think today is even better than that. So
0: yeah, I think I don't know. Everybody says that we're like going backwards, but I feel like people are really fucking accepting of things. And uh, I don't know. I really don't like getting to the shit, but like uh, I I don't know, like. Everything else that's going on in the world, like, I just I don't think people really care what other people do in the privacy of their own homes. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know. You know what? I'm just not even going to, I'm drunk and I'm going to say something <laughs> I regret. So we're just going to fucking, like, I know you're oh. going to be cool, but I'm like, I'm just not going to say what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway. You can uh, uh, dim me
1: about it later. I always yeah. say DM, by the way. No, I I'm pretty no.
0: sure I'm pretty sure it's DM. Some some guy the other day sent me a message. He's like, "Dude, it's DM." And I'm like, "It doesn't matter. It is what it is now, dude. It doesn't matter what it what it actually is. It's it's you part know, of it's part of poorly made police memes lore now."
1: So, you know, on on my other like social media stuff, I'm going to start saying DM me. You know, dim just cuz you it. made that cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I, I haven't it.
0: made anything cool, trust me. Uh, shit excuse me all right so okay what? thank you um all right that was my mating call so now we've gotten to the point in the podcast where i need to give away some free fucking shit and we got to get to the questions here um so through an anonymous donor, I was donated some money, a fucking good chunk of money, so I can give away some free shit. I'm not making any money at this. I'm fucking giving it away at cost. Well, I'm not giving it away, but I'm able to give it away at cost thanks to this anonymous donor. So everybody fucking give him a round of applause. Woo! But if you, woohoo, I like it. If you want to nom- nominate a buddy, a co worker, um, it's got to be a cop nominating a cop that does a good job. This fucking badass has been through some shit it doesn't matter I mean I, I don't you know I don't want everybody to think you have to get stabbed in the neck to win a t-shirt. I, I've fucking given away shit to all kinds of different people so if you know somebody you think they deserve something email me at poorly made police memes at gmail.com and uh, I will put them in for consideration. So since I'm fucking organized let me find the email here. All right first of all, uh, so I got to read the first uh, couple sentences where he, uh, it inflates my ego. So first of all, I just want to say thank you for making the podcast. I've listened to a few episodes now and I agree with most everything you say. Yes, I'm always right. Thank you. It's refreshing to know that I'm not the only person that loves the job, but it hates what it's become and that it's fucking dead. Uh, there's some personal shit. I'm going to stick out. All right. Anyways, I'd like to nominate one of my coworkers for the podcast recognition. Uh, he, he wants to keep it anonymous, but then he gave his buddy's Xbox name. That is not going to keep it anonymous. Don't fucking do yeah. that. You almost dimed him out. Anyway, dumbass. A few months back, uh, he and I were dispatched to a house fire. He was the first on scene, and the house was fully engaged. engaged. Engulfed. Fuck me. <laughs> he, <laughs> he learned there was an elderly man on autism trapped in the basement. In some total end-of-watch shit, he runs into the fully engulfed house and carries this dude out to safety. Of course, he downplays the whole thing to play it humble. It was some of the most heroic shit he's ever seen. Aside from that, he's a well-rounded cop that spends his free time and his own money training to just to make himself better. He's the kind of cop you want with you in damn near any situation that you can think of. Oh, and then let's inflate my ego a little more. Thanks again for what you're doing, man. Uh, I know you miss the job sometimes, but you're helping a lot of cops with memes and podcasts. Fuck, I hope so. I hope I'm doing something. But yeah, dude, uh, congratulations on the uh, guy with Xbox handle I'm not going to give away because I'm not a Blue Falcon. Even though your buddy tried to Blue Falcon you, but he did do the right thing and give you some free shit. So um, unfortunately, yeah. I don't have a good joke to follow that. I don't know if anybody's listening to the last episode. I Dude, some guy fucking saved a baby from being thrown down, and then I told an awful joke about it. <laughs> but that's okay. Well, that guy sounds right. really... Really awesome, you know. He does sound awesome. That, so and actually for the first fucking time ever, this dude got the back to me in record time, and I'll have a shit order tonight. So oh, um, sweet. Yeah, what did he fucking pick out? Let's see here. He's a smart guy. Yeah. I think he picked out something really good. Uh the shit magnet t shirt. Yeah, that's a ah, good one too. Yeah, that that is that's is a, good a good one. one. Classic. You know
1: what, I, I need to actually like spend some money on your shop, like yeah, you do. It's the only thing I fucking ordered from you was last year when you first started, like, your your store or whatever, and I ordered the donut mask. And um, it was, like, just because of the way my face is shaped, which I'm not saying my face is shaped, like, grotesquely or whatever, but it just didn't fit right. And besides, I hate wearing masks anyway, but I've still got it, and it's in good shape, but I need to buy
0: something else. You do need to buy something else. Yeah, I. Here's the thing. I didn't really want to make masks, but I'm like, people are gonna fucking have to wear them. I might as well make some poorly made masks. Um, I'm sorry about your grotesque face, and that didn't work. But um, <laughs> most everybody else liked them, so must just be a problem with you. It, no big deal.
1: It just didn't fit. You know.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> um, people, I'm totally off topic. I don't give a shit. So I just got a message from some guy, and. Uh, he just messaged me. He said, hey, I had a Code Brown at work. Got the belt keepers off, but couldn't get the damn brown belt uh, off fast enough. Can you make a meme about this? So basically, this dude just confessed that he shit his pants to me.
1: Oh, um, my God.
0: And I will make a meme for you, buddy. I've Everybody shit their pants. You've shit your pants before, right? Everybody shit their pants.
1: I have, but never working.
0: Um, I was
1: always at home, and there was always a bottle of wine or two involved um
0: like that's pretty intense (laughs) bro that's pretty intense mine was just because i took my dog for a walk and i couldn't get to a bathroom in time but (laughs) fuck man you need to talk to somebody about your alcoholism
1: no no i'll tell you there was one night um like i was starving i hadn't eaten all day and it was like going on 10 o'clock and i had this pizza that i'd picked up at like you know 8 30 or whatever and I finally got a chance to sit and eat it. Like I had a little hiding spot. I went to, you know, I was still doing my job because I was at a place I was supposed to be at, and uh, I ate like three slices, and my stomach said oh.
0: Oh, that is the worst when you're just kind of sitting there innocently, and it just makes that that noise, and you're like, "I am gonna shit my pants in 30 seconds." Now, see,
1: here's the cool thing: we had in in company police we had access to facilities like not we didn't have to go to the 7 Eleven you know that even is though nice. we didn't have a station we could go to some nice places the problem is the nice place that I had access to was at least 12 minutes away at like you know lights and siren speed and And uh, so I texted my dispatcher just emoji, you know, lights, siren, shitter. (laughs) And she she couldn't say anything over the radio. (laughs) And I went there and I pulled in that parking lot sideways and I had the keys out because I had like the master set of keys to get in there or whatever. And I'm pulling off belt keepers, keys. Radio, everything. I'm running in there. I like clear it out, make sure that there ain't nobody in there. And I go in. And just as I'm like in the middle of taking care of things, somebody calls me on the radio. And and I love my dispatcher for this. I trained her right. She keyed up before I had a chance to and said, uh, he's he's busy on something right now. Uh, what do you have? And I'll relay it to him.
0: What a hero. <laughs> yeah. What is absolute hero
1: (laughs) yes Uh, i like i said i was a dispatcher before i became an officer and you know i trained her
0: right by god i trained her right (laughs) for you man so i maybe this is just like a mental thing but hear me out And, and maybe this is bad advice and i hope nobody shits their pants because of me i feel like if you take off the moment you take off your keepers, your ass thinks it's time to shit. I felt like if you just waited till you got into the bathroom to take them off, like if you're like running into the building taking off keepers, I feel like it gives a signal to your butthole that it's time to go.
1: No, no. That was my
0: experience at least. Okay, but hear me out. If if you get to that bathroom and somebody's already in there and you've got your keepers off, I feel like you've set things in motion that can't be undone. (laughs)
1: well you know actually
0: there there was an officer
1: that that works for my agency um, that texted me today and he said that he feels as as he gets older the urge to relieve yourself gets greater when you're in closer proximity to the toilet
0: yeah, I'm gonna think- dime my wa- I'm gonna dime my wife out right here. And she's behind <laughs> on episodes, so she's gonna hear this. She'd be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you told this." Oh
2: shit.
0: Oh, uh, maybe I shouldn't. Nah, fuck it. I will. I don't give a fuck. So <laughs> if if we're like driving from somewhere, and I live in the middle of nowhere now, so if we go do anything, we're 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 on a drive, and man, if we get close to home, it's like she knows it, and her body's like, it's time to poop it's like a homing beacon like we're within five miles it's time to poop this fucking show has gone off the rails
1: oh Um, my god off the rails and upside down
0: yes so before we get to the questions i have i need to do an update and and i'm trying not to make this podcast like the fucking mcu where you have to fucking watch every episode um good because i've missed a few yeah i mean i i can't look i put out a lot of shit um, I'm actually – I'm going to put – I don't want to talk too much about it because I'm going to put out a, a, a bonus episode soon that's going to talk about that. But I did want to update the Texas Twister. I talked about that the last episode. Did you, did you hear the last one with the, the fella from Texas?
1: Um, no, the last one I listened to was with uh, Officer Parker.
0: Okay. So the, we talked about the Texas Twister. Somebody, One of the people slid into my DMs and wanted me to ask him about the Texas Twister. If you go on Urban Dictionary, the first definition basically talks about a a, a blowjob where you're you're given some good twists. Okay, <laughs> nothing exciting, right? I was like, this is disappointing. The guy messaged me back and he's like, "Well, a actually, prick in your neck if you do it wrong, you know that's right." I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're a good man. So, um. The Texas Twister that he was talking about, I'm going to read just so everybody knows. An advanced sex move where the female bends backwards into a bridge. The male then proceeds to get on top, inserts his penis, and spe- spins himself as like an office chair. I don't think that's possible, kids. Um, I don't know. God, you'd have to be like... That's a pretty attractive. Acrobatic shit. I mean, like, I, I feel like you would almost have to be like maybe between like two poles, like in a garage or something. And well, you like,
1: obviously, you could not be over the age of 25.
0: No, absolutely not. Unless you do a lot of yoga. And you'd have yeah. to like really like fucking spin yourself. Unless you're a force user. And then you could just use the force to spin yourself.
2: Um, but true. I don't
0: think anybody does that. Also, I apologize. I've been watching so much fucking Star Wars lately. I apologize. I love um, Star Wars. Dude, I've been really good at like, so I just finished the cartoon Clone Wars and I've gotten to Rebels now. And it's really, oh, really? cool. Yeah. I, I, and I'm just a now Star Wars to... Yes. I've just, I've been busy, man. And now that I fucking stay at home, uh, you know, the kid will be watching Coco Melon and I'll sneak dude. away on my phone and watch Star Wars. Dude, I've dude, it's good. Both. It's really good.
1: I've watched both of those twice. Okay. Like, I, I'm the guy that you don't want to sit down and watch A New Hope with because I know every line. And and funny story, um, one of the times that I drove a patrol car, like, the, really fast, um, I had the music from the TIE Fighter attack of episode four playing. <laughs> and I think I drove a little bit faster than I should have. Um, but yes, it was Fucking awesome. And I don't regret it one bit.
0: (laughs) I gotta be honest with you. You may be one of the few people that appreciates this. The next animal I I get, like either dog or cat, I'm fucking naming Captain Rex. (laughs) What a fucking legend, by the way. What a fucking legend. Oh Um, I'm not gonna spoil it. Yeah, I I have not finished fucking Rebels, so do not spoil it for me. Okay. Okay, I won't.
1: won't then oh
0: okay yeah i will cry if he dies i'm telling you right now i'm gonna fucking cry (laughs) like a little bitch okay we are way on the
1: last episode of rebels
0: (sighs) dude i was so upset at last i i was so upset yeah i have a lot of questions and that's why i'm trying to get through it so quick is like i need to fucking know but i'm like i need to enjoy it too When,
1: Um, when you get done with rebels you need to read the um or listen to like i do the uh thrawn books
0: okay well because yeah. i i know in the mando um old uh what's her name old ahsoka tano yeah. there's either people turning off the podcast right now or people are really getting into it right now but <laughs> old, uh, ahsoka mentions thrawn so i'm like well i know i guess he survived so but i don't yeah. I, I gotta be careful anyway yeah. all right now that we're talking about star wars now that i've re-gotten into star wars i'm gonna go back because i was really episode seven i you know a lot of people didn't like it because it was essentially a remake of a new hope i don't even fucking remember what they called it the force awakens or something like that i actually really enjoyed that movie i thought it was a really fun movie yeah i i agree with you the next two movies um the what was it the um the hell? Okay, so the eight rise of Sky, eight and nine. I don't, I don't remember what eight was. Fucking called nine was like the rise of Skywalker, or whatever. But eight, yeah, nine was better than eight for sure. But yeah, yeah, eight was yeah. so bad, <clears throat> and they fucking destroyed Luke Skywalker, and that makes me so mad. Yes, it like he they
1: turned him into that old. Crotchety guy that's on day shift at your department. You know, yeah. I mean, they did. the one, the one that not even the cool old timers want to hang around.
0: Dude, yeah. Luke that's what Skywalker, fucking saved Darth Vader. Yeah, and they turn like, and then he has like a nephew who's kind of a bitch, and he fucking like goes crazy. Exactly. Fuck, that is such piss poor fucking writing. It, it really yeah. pisses me off. I will say, you know, like, a lot of people didn't like the Solo movie. I liked it, except for Lando wanting to fuck robots was a little too much for me. Yeah, yeah, that was that. That was weird, dude. That, like, I'm a pretty open-minded <laughs> fellow, but that was fucking weird. And it yeah. kind of ruined Lando, did it not? It did.
1: It did. And And they teased so much other shit in that movie that would have been good, but they've not done anything with it. You know, yeah, yeah. And that sucks. I mean, that's like that's like getting y'all worked up and then saying, Oh, I gotta go home. You know, oh,
0: that's the worst. The old blue balls, everybody understands that one. Jesus, yes. Yeah, I but you know, because everybody's like, Well, Disney sucks. Have you fucking seen Rogue One?
1: Oh Holy my
0: god. Fuck a masterpiece. That movie is so fucking good.
1: Have you seen um there's like, there's like a YouTube video where somebody merged like the last five minutes of Rogue One into the first like yes. seven or eight minutes of episode four. Yes. Fucking epic. Epic. Yeah. Yes. That's the way it's supposed to be watched.
0: Dude. Yeah. And they, they finally properly gave Darth Vader like a proper scene, I thought. Um, to actually show his fucking true power
1: yep now there's another video on youtube and i forget what it is it's like scene 137 or whatever anyway these guys like remade the fight from episode four between darth vader and obi-wan and dude it was so badass have you seen that
0: i've seen that yep i've seen that and I was going to actually ask yeah. you about if you've seen the one where the kids it was uh, like Darth Maul where they sent a bunch of dispatch or they dispatch a bunch of Jedis and Maul just fucking lays them all out. I have you think seen that I've one? Seen that. that one came out several years ago. Dude. Okay, I we are way have. off track. Way, way off yeah. track. <laughs> you watch right. the Chad. Let's, let's get this kn- Crown Vic back in the road. No, fuck it. We're gonna talk more Star Wars. I don't give a fuck. Okay. Um, did you watch the Chad Vader things on YouTube? No. I don't know if they're still making them, and it's been a long time since I've watched it. And you need to like, you need to watch them in order. But Chad Vader is like Darth Vader's, you know, cousin or brother or something. I don't remember. But he works at a grocery store. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking shit ever. <laughs> it's so funny uh, Man, I'm going to watch it instead of editing his podcast And I'm going to watch Chad Vader
1: I, I, I will look that up after we get done
0: Yeah yeah. Okay, finally, 20 minutes later After a bunch of Star Wars talk
1: <laughs>
0: Let's get to some of the questions On Instagram Which a lot of them relate to uh, The uh, the company cop Which we already went over So I'm not going to do that I mean, I'm up for whatever, so ask away Okay, so here we'll start with some dumb stuff so north carolina is that a big a big biscuit place yes okay are biscuits really good enough to be eaten for every meal asking for a friend
1: if if they are real homemade biscuits then absolutely you can have one with breakfast lunch and dinner and supper you make me some of them biscuits and gravy (laughs) Got not hurt that more.
0: I, I had biscuits and gravy for breakfast the other morning. Yes, of course you did. I did. I I made it so when I was when I was traveling last spring and summer to find the next headquarters for poorly made police memes, I I traveled as far east as like West Virginia, which I will never go there again. But God bless you, dude. It's really beautiful there, but. I got oh. stories. I could, I could tell stories. We're going to say that for another day. But there was a place there at one of the places we stopped and it was like Biscuit Shack or something like that. And I'm like, are biscuits so big out here that there's a whole like different varieties of biscuits? I mean, like, are you like <laughs> Forrest Gump when it comes to biscuits?
1: <laughs> yes. Here in, in North Carolina, like if you go to, like I mean, we've got, you know, of course McDonald's, um I don't know if y'all have Bojangles out that far. A what? Bojangles.
0: Excuse me? A what? Okay. You,
1: you don't have Bojangles that
0: far west. I don't um, have fucking Bojangles. What the fuck is that? Bo is a, <laughs> a fast food place. It sounds racist. No, I don't think I'm allowed to
1: say no, that. <laughs> Bojangles is is Bojangles' famous chicken and biscuits. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> to mute my mic. I was so hard, <laughs> dude. I'm I'm gonna send you a picture of the Bojangles, just Ugh. like literally up the street from me. Like I'll send that to you tomorrow. Like if yeah. I'm not hating myself for staying up this late. Um, All right, <laughs> but yeah, amazing. like you can get a variety. Like there's fast food places, and then you can go to like these little country diners and quick stop places. Yes, there is a huge variety of biscuits. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Deep breath. All right. Next question. This guy asked, <laughs> why is it, why is it I'm okay? This guy, this guy can't formulate sentences like me, but uh, why is it? I'm going to North Carolina in my mind and you can feel the moonshine is that. Can you just feel it, like? Yeah. So there's not the force in North Carolina that stick with Star Wars theme, but there is the the moonshine. Like you get there and you could just, it flows through everybody. It's in everybody is part moonshine mm-hmm.
1: there. I, I honestly, I thought
0: the force was moonshine. Oh well, shit. Maybe we were talking about two different things earlier. <laughs> So the the question this guy has, the next guy, it it makes me want to ask you another question. So when you went through the police academy, did you go through on your own or did one of these companies sponsor you through?
1: Um, You have to be sponsored by a municipal agency, um, which is really weird. Um, But everybody who goes through has to be sponsored by like a police department or a sheriff's department or or somebody. They won't. Don't allow campus or company police to sponsor somebody through the academy with my chief. He's actually on the state um, training and standards commission, and he's been trying to get that changed for years. But it's more like the sheriff's departments that are opposing that for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, So how did you go through? But Yes, um, I was. Oh, God. This is a hell of a story. Um, And I I was kind of hoping you would ask me. um, Do we have time? Or do I need to give you the condensed version?
0: Nah, fuck it. I was hoping to do a little bit shorter because I got a bunch of shit to do, but this is fucking fun, so have at it. Okay, so
1: I'll give you the mostly condensed version. Um, Like I said, I started out as a dispatcher at a city police department. The partner that they put me with... Like, I I had a lot of training in the two years prior to going to work for this agency, right? I knew how to use the computer systems, the CAD system, all that good stuff. And they put this, uh, they they partnered me with this woman who had been there for a while that they were looking to get rid of. And basically, long story short, um, there was an incident with her. They had me write up a statement and I told the truth in my statement because that's what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to tell the truth if somebody asks you what happened. Allegedly, so yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, seriously, I told the complete truth. It wasn't the version of the truth that they were looking for. And, and I didn't fudge anything. I mean, swear to God, I, I wrote down exactly what I saw and heard and what happened. Okay. Um, They got mad about it. They wanted to get rid of me, but they can't exactly fire you because, you know, you didn't lie in the way that they wanted you to lie or didn't tell the version of the truth. They wanted you to tell again, long story short, they basically put me into the police Academy. Like two months later, I was talking with the, one of the, majors one day. And I said, you know, I'd like to be an officer one day. And he said, okay. Two hours later, he comes back to me. He says, fill out an application and your personal history statement. And we'll give you an interview for that tomorrow. And so I did because I was excited because that was like a lifelong dream. And I turned it in the next morning. He calls me and he says, you're lucky that uh, the community college had a snow delay today because it had snowed the day before. And that's how I started the police academy. He said, get up, get out of bed, get dressed, go to the police academy. When you break for lunch, come and do your interview and we'll make you a police officer. I was like, holy fuck. That's a lot to take in for somebody in like a five minute phone call,
0: right? Yeah, it's pretty intense, yeah.
1: Yeah, so anyway, I go through the academy and like, It was seven weeks in, and they called me said, you know, and I was doing good. Like, I was not in shape when I first started, but I was getting in shape. I was learning shit, you know, doing well, passing all the tests and everything. And uh, they called me to go to the chief's office one afternoon. And I go, and the chief fires me. I said, what are you firing me for? he said, well, you violated a policy. I said, which policy? He said, well, I don't know. I said, when did I violate it? He said, well, I don't have that information. I said, so you're firing me for something that you don't know that I supposedly did sometime, but you don't know when he said, yes. Okay. Fuck you too. And, um, went on and I got, he, uh, he was actually, he's actually my current assistant chief for the agency I work for. That's um, awkward. It is. Well, no, the, the guy that I got to sponsor me through, he was chief of the little town department where I grew up. He was the first police officer I ever met, thanks to my mother pissing off one of the neighbors. Um, <clears throat> but um, anyway, he was actually one of the people who inspired me to get into law enforcement. And so he, he was chief. He knew me. He said, yes, I'll continue to sponsor you through. Sponsorship is not paid automatically. You know, some departments sponsor you to go through, some don't.
0: Wait, so I'm, I'm confused. Oh. The guy that fired you, he was the dude that has fired you to be the cop? No, no, no. Oh, no. okay.
1: The guy who fired me is a completely different guy. The guy oh. who, yeah.
0: yeah okay, yeah. my bad. Yeah, I misunderstood. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, continue I've... on.
1: But uh, Bacardi was probably explaining that too. Um,
0: happens (laughs) and pineapple (laughs) don't forget that yes and pineapple
1: so yeah that's how like here in north carolina you have to be sponsored by an agency but sponsorship doesn't necessarily mean that you're being paid
0: okay does
1: that make sense
0: i mean it doesn't make sense but i know what you're saying okay all right
1: (laughs) you 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 have to have a and a law enforcement agency sign off on you going
0: oh no to the that just academy. that makes sense to me but it's it's just crazy that they won't pay it but
1: yeah well i mean a lot of people go through like cuz the academies are done through the community colleges in this state mm-hmm. so you know you can get like a a, a pell grant you know people get those pell grants for like education and shit Oh, yeah. And that can pay for it. And so you go through, you pay for it, you choose, you know, basic law enforcement training and you get a police department to sign off that, you know, hey, no, you're not really a bad guy. We think that you might have a chance at maybe making it as a cop. So we're going to sign off and say that we think you're okay to go through the academy.
0: Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. I I got you now. So, so, you know, necessarily have to be hired on by the department because i was i was going <laughs> to circle but ba- i was going to circle back and ask well how do these fucking private companies get anybody if they can't sponsor anybody well
1: it basically the way that they get it is people who do get a sponsorship but they get it from these little tiny agencies that have like a full-time chief and then like four reserve officers and they're not allowed to have five reserve officers. And so in North Carolina, you have 364 days from the day that you pass your state test to get sworn in with an agency. Just like if you leave an agency, you have 364 days to get sworn in with another agency. Otherwise your certification goes up in the air. Um, It doesn't completely go away immediately, but you have to do some extra shit to get sworn on anywhere else. Okay,
0: I got gotcha. you. So yeah. what this guy's real question was, because I avoided it, was excuse me. Bless you. Yeah, I'm going to edit that out. Is uh, <laughs> No, I'm not. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, I have to say this new mic has a mute on it, so I've been muting lots of perps. But <laughs> talk about the police academy. I'm doing it in December, and I'd love to know more. I'm a little hesitant to say anything because part of it is the adventure. And yeah. I feel like sometimes I've said more on this podcast than I, I think I should because I think there's kind of like a rite of passage. The other part of it is everywhere's different. Like if you get a community college, you may not fucking get smoked like I did. In my academy, some places are living. And, and so without knowing where you go, right. I don't know. What do, you, just, what do you mean about
1: like? What do you mean by when you said smoked?
0: Like, like just, you fuck up, you run, or you do push ups, or you do you know fucking burpees, or or whatever.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, we did that in my academy too, and I went through community college.
0: Okay, I, yeah. I think it does depend. I know, like at least in Colorado, you know, it's if you go through an, a, a community college and you go to you end up going to like a smaller agency probably not going to get beat at that community college or it's going to be more of a, a college type experience where, you know, the bigger departments you're going to fucking run. Like I, like I know when a a neighboring state, Nebraska, there's one place you can go to the fucking police Academy. And if you're a new guy, everybody's getting treated the same kind of thing and everybody's going to run and all this shit. So I think it really depends, but I, I guess my advice to keep it simple and without giving away and plus I, I might not know depending on where you go through is be in shape like I'm not but I ran before the podcast so fuck off and and just be you know open minded willing to learn and and all that shit and then when you get out and hired and go to FTO be open minded to that too because a lot of people that teach academies may be pretty far removed from what it's actually like to be a cop on the street yep
1: um, I will add Well, actually, I will pass on what this guy told me um, like when I was five days into the academy is he's, you know, he was officer. He had been through. He said, remember that the academy is the most fun that you will ever have in your law enforcement career. He said, you know, you'll have fun after, but the academy is the most fun. And, you know, 13 years after the Academy, yes, I can say that was fucking fun. So, yeah, yeah.
0: I have fun. I I can second that in hindsight being 2020. I wish I would have realized how much fun it was because I had a fucking great group of guys and gals and we had so much fun. And at least in my case, I was just so worried about like not fucking up the opportunity that I didn't really enjoy the moment. But yeah. it was so much fucking fun. Even when we were getting smoked and doing all that shit, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and you and you make lifelong friends for sure. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it is fun. It is a lot of fucking fun. All right. Um I'm not gonna uh, expect you to answer this, but um this guy says, Hi, my name is Jeremy DeWitt. Are you guys hiring? Oh um, do you, guys have, did you know that fellow? The what? Do you know who Jeremy DeWitt is?
1: No, no idea.
0: Oh, man. He's this fella down in Florida that uh, is, pretends to be a cop. He gets in trouble all the time. I think he's in jail still. Um, all right, next question. Yeah, dude. Do you, here, here's a shout-out to nah. my boy. Look, check out Popo Medic. He's made some pretty good videos on old Jeremy, De, Jeremy DeWitt.
1: <laughs> I, I, follow you, him. I follow Popo Medic on uh, Instagram. I actually didn't know who the hell he was until he was on your show.
0: Yeah, he's fucking funny as shit, man. And uh I'm jumping on the bandwagon because he's gonna make me famous when he's famous, I think, or I'm hoping on that. Yeah. Um, I don't wanna be too famous though, but he's he's much more funny uh than I am and much more creative. But he uh he will be on a podcast soon, hopefully. The uh Halloween. On Halloween is a podcast night, and uh we're gonna do a death episode and it's gonna be Ooh. good fun. Yeah, I can't fucking wait. Yeah. It's gonna be good. Um okay. Yeah, it's going to be a good time, hopefully. Or it's going to be the worst one I've ever done. Uh, I don't know if you have any authority to answer this, but what are some good agencies to work for in North Carolina? Look for smaller towns um, that
1: have shifts of anywhere between 7 to 15 officers working per shift. Um, That's about my best advice.
0: Okay. Okay. I dig it. All right, so I get a lot of questions about police explorers, and this guy asks, are police explorers reliable? Real quick, I want to touch on this. If you're an explorer listening to this podcast, and, and I think I've said this before, take everything I say with a fucking grain of salt, okay, and what everybody else says with a grain of salt. Yep. Essentially, if you're an explorer, you're a fucking kid, yep. okay? You're listening to a podcast with a bunch of fucking grumpy people talking shit. You make your own decisions later on in life. Um, But I I feel like I get a lot of questions from explorers seeking validation. And COs too. And I'll do a CO episode down the line. You don't fucking need validation from me. Like this guy, you know, you ask if if you guys are um, reliable. I don't know. Are you? I don't fucking know you. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Explorers, they do, you know, a lot of different things like just. I don't know. It's a weird thing where and, and I think everyone's guilty of it in this world is, is seeking validation. Sorry, I'm getting kind of serious here from all the, you know, the weird oh, jokes okay. and the Star Wars things, but everybody <laughs> seeks validation. You don't fucking need validation from anyone. If you're a good person and you're doing whatever you want to do, you're not hurting anybody else. Who gives a fuck what anybody else thinks of you? Exactly. And there's some you know, there's some poorly made police advice right there for you.
1: And you know, I never had the opportunity actually to be a police explorer when I was a kid. I uh I was a junior firefighter. Um, that might explain some things.
0: <laughs> I uh, was gonna say it and you um,
1: did, so it's okay.
0: <laughs>
1: great minds think alike. <laughs> or or should I say, get out of my gutter? Yeah. Um <laughs> um that no, is for the volunteer department um so there weren't any like bunk beds or anything um but uh you know <laughs> i was never able to be a police explorer but i did a lot of other shit um and i was able to do a lot of shit um i was homeschooled all 12 years god bless my mother so i that like gave me the opportunity to do a lot of stuff um What you learn as an explorer or a a junior firefighter or whatever, just know that there is a hundred times more to learn after that. Just being a junior or an explorer, it isn't a real taste of things because like the officers, like if you get to do a ride along, the officer's not going to take you into any type of scene where there is any potential danger for you. Um, so just know there's a lot more to it, and you still have the rest of your life ahead of you. So there's time to change your mind.
0: Yeah, and like if you're a criminal justice major and you never became a cop, you oh, don't God. understand shit. No, nope. hey, All right.
1: Um, real quick to yeah. edit out. Can we take like a real quick pee break?
0: Yeah, take a piss, dude. Go ahead. All right. I'll I'm actually. Right back. Yeah, do it. I don't care.
1: Okay. All right, just a second. <laughs> I'm about to bust.
0: Now, the real question here is should we edit this out or should we just have this awkward awkward silence where my <laughs> my good friend here. Oh, you can fucking still hear me. That's funny. Uh, or my good friend here is taking oh, a fucking so leap. To,
1: to like walk out the room. Um, I don't give a shit whether you leave it in or not. It's up to you. It's poorly made, right?
0: I'll only leave it in if I can hear you take a piss. No, I can't hear it. This is awkward. Well, he's breaking the cardinal rule here of breaking the seal. You never fucking break the seal, man. You know that feeling? Since we're we're here, we're alone, we're talking. You guys are probably driving to work right now being professional. And here I am in my my dungeon in my house in the middle of a fucking cornfield. I'm drinking $8 whiskey. You ever go to a, you ever get up after you've been drinking and you go to the bathroom and you look at yourself in the mirror and you never realize how drunk you are until you get up and you look at yourself and you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, I am fucking wasted. Am Am I talking to anybody right now or am I just, yeah, I'm going to edit all this out. This is fucking weird. All
1: right. I, I didn't hear a word you said after. Uh, how, was your, after how, was your, how was your piss, buddy? It was great. Oh, my God.
0: I feel like I just ran a mile. Dude, you broke the cardinal sin, dude, of fucking breaking the seal. What? Broke the seal. You broke the seal, man. You've never heard that?
1: Broke the seal of what? No, I've never it's heard like- that.
0: You've never, uh, maybe that's a a West Coast thing. When you break the seal, that just means like you're going to fucking piss all the time now. Like, I'm probably going to ask like one more question and you're going to fucking have to go piss again. You just got to fucking hold it, man. It's totally good (laughs) for your kidneys. It's totally fine.
1: Dude, like I said, I, okay, I worked for a total of
0: 10 years as a dispatcher. I know how to hold it. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about dispatcher things because. Yes. I, I feel like if you were a dispatcher, and we are going to have a dispatcher uh, episode I think in the next month or so. Awesome. Um, and uh, it's it's some a, a famous person. I won't say who. but I bet I know. Who do you think it is?
1: Nocturnal Dispatcher?
0: It's not. But they can really? come on too. It's not Nocturnal Dispatcher, but he's a friend of the page too. Or she, I don't know if I can know. Um, but yeah, it's somebody else. Um, okay. They have some pretty dank memes. If you have to fucking take a piss or a shit, what do you do? Um, I mean, I there, I assume there's in most places you've dispatched, like there's, like there's somebody a relief dispatcher, or somebody taking phone calls that can move from <laughs> call taker to dispatch if like it's fucking time to go, right?
1: So, so the agency that I started at, okay, I was all of eighteen years old when I started dispatching for the county. we did everything except law enforcement right um so like ems fire rescue emergency management all that good shit um we had a grand total of two people per per shift um like two total in the comm center later on we had a third person from like 10 a.m to 10 p.m okay if you had to pee You fucking got up and you ran out the door and you peed when you had like, like if you were on a call and the urge hit you, you finished up your call. You told your partner said, I put what I could in the notes. I've got to go piss. Soon as I get back, I'll tell the crews
0: what they got. (laughs) Fair enough. And that's what you did. See, like when I take a shit though, like it's not like I know some people can take a shit very quickly. Sometimes yeah, it just takes some means. time. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you have to sit and like really work things out. Um, <laughs> like if you have like a, a like a ten minute pusher, you know what do you fucking oh. do?
1: See, see, there's the difference. Okay, the time I told you about earlier in the show, um, where the pizza hit me upside oh, the towels. Yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, that was the exception. Like, I don't ship when I'm away from home. Like, and unless if I'm staying in a hotel room, um, it's either my house or a hotel. Or by God, it's a fucking emergency. Um, I'm not gonna
0: code brown in my car. <laughs> See, I feel like there's some people that, and I don't know if it's like IBS or something like that. Some of us as my partner would say, have tummy problems. Yeah, And sometimes you just gotta fucking shit, and it's out of your hands. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember, I'm drunk, I'm just gonna tell the story. <laughs> we were, like, pretty far away from home, and I had to, like, yell at my kids to shut the fuck up because I need to concentrate on not shitting my pants before I got to the next town to go into the gas station and blow it up. <laughs> And if you know. my kids make fun of it for me now and I'm like, but you don't understand, like I needed to focus and I couldn't listen to you guys bickering about, you know, whatever you guys were bickering <laughs> about. Like I need to focus on like clinching my cheeks.
1: Yes. where I was going
0: to shit my yes. pants. I don't and, think and- I don't think everyone's a, like and that's for some people that happens like once a year or once every 10 years. That's like a weekly thing for me.
1: is is definitely not a weekly thing for me but it's happened a few times and i will share you know another war story um we had a contract down sort of towards the central eastern-ish part of the county we had 18 shithole apartment complexes because there's absolutely no better way to describe them than absolute shitholes okay okay um and I, that was like my primary assignment to cover all those. And they were from one end of the county to the other. And my chief had been to a few of them. Um, well, one weekend, he goes down to Raleigh, which is like an hour away. And he works there. Well, as part of our contract with these apartment complexes, they actually gave us an apartment to use because okay. they knew we were traveling. Uh, we worked it into the contract. So basically what I would do is go down there or whoever was working it would travel down there because our headquarters was in the western part of the state um we travel down there stay like three four five days whatever and then come back well i'm down there working chief had gone down to work an assignment in raleigh that weekend and so that saturday evening he comes back and he wants to ride with me because he's not toured all the properties, hasn't seen what's going on. And, you know, basically what we're dealing with, he wants to see it firsthand because he's a hands-on kind of guy. And uh, which is really awesome to say about a chief. Um, And so we ride and we go through a bunch of these places and we stop and get dinner at this little Italian joint that all the cops go to. It's like a little fast Italian. We eat there, go through a few more places. And he's like, all right, you know, Go ahead and uh, take me back to the apartment, but first I've got to uh, I've got to stop by Walmart. Well, Walmart is like a third of a mile away from our apartment, so he goes in. I'm staying in the car. Um, I I know I'm going to get flamed for this. I smoke cigarettes. I always have. I always will till the day I decide not to. Chief, yeah, you, you got to be
0: ready to quit, bud. As, I, I mean, know. like. I, I'm finally at a point where I'm I'm ready to not be fat, although the alcohol drinking during the podcast isn't helping. But I think oh, yeah. I think anything you do, you know, vice-wise, um, cigarettes, porn, being fat, food, crack, math, alcohol. You alcohol you have to be ready to do. And it yeah, not a moment sooner. You can't I don't know. Anyway, go on. Sorry, I went <laughs> off the rails there.
1: <laughs> That's fine. Um so anyway, um, you know, I said, okay, because I was allowed to smoke in the patrol car, just not with Chief in it. Um, so I said, okay, I'm going to stay out here and wait for you. Well, he goes inside and I'm smoking a cigarette and my stomach does the famous bow. Yep. And it's like, oh, crap. And I'm sitting there and, dude, it gets to the point where I start to break out into a sweat. Ooh, yeah. And I'm like using, I'm using all like reaching deep into the force, like both hands stretched out just to keep um, certain muscles constricted. And I pick up the phone. I call my chief and I'm like, "Um, how far along are you? And he said, well, I I got a few. I said, hurry up. It's emergency. It's 1018 he said, oh, well, I'll, I'll try to get done. What, what's going on? I said, I got to go to the bathroom. He said, well, why don't you come in here? I said, no. <laughs> so another like eight, nine minutes goes by and I call him again. And I'm like, look, I'm going to come back and pick you up. And he said, no, I'm getting ready to walk out the door right now. So I sped up to the front door, loaded him up. The one thing, chief, that my chief will get onto you about is speeding. Like he doesn't care how fast you go in a chase because we are allowed to chase. Um, but if you're just driving point A to point B, he doesn't want you to speed. He gets in the car. I take off before he can even get his seatbelt buckled, and I spend like hell that third of a mile, <laughs> pull up in front of the apartment, put it in park, jump out, run to the door. Don't even shut the door to my patrol car. Don't even turn it off. Run inside. And I blew that bitch up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> And he comes out and he's like, uh, I guess you're gonna leave me here with that now, aren't I? Or aren't you? And I said, Yeah. He said, Well, I'm glad uh, you didn't listen to me about telling you to slow down. And I said, Yep.
0: <laughs> hey man, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Yep. I'd be honest with you, I, I got a fella blew a fucking red light like no other. I stop him, he pulled over right away and he's like, Officer, and he's sweating. He's like I've got to take a shit. And I had the decision to make. I'm like, either this dude just killed somebody or he has a bunch of dope in his car or he has to take a shit. I fucking I was like, fuck it. I believe him. I let him go. I didn't even fucking ask for anything. I just let him go. Um, yep. So he, he either had me or he fucking I saved his life. I don't know. All right. All right we got to wrap things up because I'm going to have like hours of editing because we said so much fucked up shit, but <laughs> we're going to make it even more fucked up. The last two, I'm not going to end on anything serious with the questions. Cause why would I, yeah. I've had, I have two urban dictionary type questions. I'm going to ask you because apparently they're Carolina terms. And I want to know if you're familiar with them. I looked up <laughs> okay. the first one. Are you familiar with the old uh, Carolina cock strangle? I believe.
1: That might have to do with South Carolina and not North Carolina,
0: but I'm not well, sure. Of course. Okay. Could you, do you know what the definition of it is? No. Okay. <laughs> the Carolina cock strangle, in case anybody is wondering, and if any of my sponsors want to listen to this. <laughs> uh, when a girl lays on her back with her head hanging off the edge of the bed, then you choke her while fornicating her throat. That's just rude, man. It is rude. Uh, now it doesn't as, even have to be a girl. It doesn't even have to be a girl, as <laughs> the old uh, as the old song goes by the uh, the great band. What the fuck's Jack Black's band called again? Um,
1: I don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: but somebody's gonna fucking kill me in the comments. But you don't always have to fuck her hard. That's not always the right thing to do. Exactly. I'm just saying. Sometimes yeah. you just gotta, you gotta be, you have to show emotion and show you know passion, what? but then sometimes you do have to fuck her heart. It is true, but sometimes, but not always, you not don't always have to fuck her heart. No. What the fuck is the name of that band? You, uh, uh the greatest song of the world. Uh, what the hell is his fucking name of his band? Tenacious D. Tenacious D. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. 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 All right. You don't always have to fuck her hard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or him. This is, this is either the best episode or him. Sorry, man. I'm trying to be inclusive here. All right.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So this is the last question I'm going to ask before we get to the end of the episode. I haven't looked it up yet. We're both going to have to guess. And this okay. is actually from the last guest that was on my last episode. What is... Or what is with the Carolina Squat? Carolina Squat. Carolina Squat. Fuck, man. I don't know what that is.
1: Fuck, I'm from North Carolina. I don't know what the fuck that is.
0: All right. You have to guess, though. I, I'll go first. I'll give you time. <clears throat> I think it has to be do with some Shiza type action. And I think it has to do with biscuits.
1: Hmm.
2: That's my
0: guess.
1: I'm going to guess that it has to do with some sort of football um, fan, like, patronage,
0: tailgating. No, dude, you're you're being too innocent with this.
1: I am. I am. All right. Are you ready? (laughs) Okay. No, but go ahead.
0: What the fuck? Okay. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go with the first definition it of it. Is it so
1: bad that you can't even say it on your podcast?
0: Oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the act of lifting the front end of a truck only. The gravitational oh. assistant makes it easier for the condom to slide out of the driver's ass. Okay. What? Um, you, I, he- I don't I'm not a big... Uh, I, I don't know a big... Uh, I'm not a big into TikTok, right? But there's this guy, uh, Harry Hair, that I know about. My brother sends me shit all the time. Uh-huh. Um, in, uh, in reference to him... What? Uh, <laughs> the, um, the, now- the sentence there that it goes along with is, Chad must have had a rough night. He added another two inches to his Carolina squat.
1: Now, now okay, the first part... Of that definition actually does make sense to me. Lifting up the front end of a truck. Um, that's actually a thing that I've seen here in North Carolina. And okay. like a few other states around the South. I have no fucking clue why the hell it started. But basically, they'll put like a six inch lift kit on the front end only of a truck or SUV. Okay. It looks fucking ridiculous. And actually, there was a statute passed recently. If I'm not mistaken, it was a state statute passed um, outlawing that. So people cannot legally do that anymore. Um, The the second part of that, I have no fucking clue.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what just happened here. I don't Um, either. (laughs) Wow. Um, So that's the last question that you have for me I think it is dude uh, no I,
1: you, you no. have not asked me the se- the question that you've asked everybody else on your podcast
0: oh no 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 that's the last Instagram question I have two more for you from me okay the okay. first one being is the word of the day you're familiar with the word of the day obviously is the a connoisseur of poorly made podcasts. I am Okay, what is your word of the day? Um, shit. Is it shit? No,
1: no. Okay. I, I knew you were going to ask me this. Um, farfanuget. What? Farfanuget.
0: Use it in a it sentence, is, please.
1: <laughs> um, that is a noun or possibly a proper noun and it refers to device of which you do not know the proper name but it looks as though it's important and is connected to other devices um using a sentence you lift the hood on your patrol car and say yes it looks like it runs right into that far get there
0: but i can you spell that goes. can you spell that for me right now uh
1: P H A R P H a N U G E T nugget nugget no, or F A R F A N U G E T. Whichever one makes sense.
0: Okay, hold on a sec. You fucking keep cutting out here. It's just poorly made. But spell yeah. it with a P H one more time. Spell it one more time. Um uh, P H A R Far Okay, I think it- Oh no! It just, it came up like as a this is a result, and then it didn't have anything. Or, <laughs> um, I did, made, I can't. I can't find it. I can't find it. Is it like an actual word? Um, here it is.
1: Here it is. Um, it is actually spelled. I think it's spelled with f's actually, and okay. it does not have the uh, same. Definition
0: that I give it that we oh, use well, a German word for driving pleasure.
1: Yes, but that is not what we use here. We 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 use that to describe like it is a step up from the whatcha call it or the thingamabob.
0: Oh, you're fucking killing me! I know. You're killing me. This is the worst fucking word of the day I've ever had. But if you can figure out how to spell it, yeah. put it in a report, and I'll uh, make you internet famous. Just don't put yourself in trouble. Uh,
1: I will write the report on it.
0: Yeah, don't. Yeah. If you figure out how to actually spell it, let me know. Um, I will. It could be different words. All right. Now the next question I want to get to, which I believe is what you were bitching about earlier. <laughs> what imparting words of wisdom do you have for the millions and millions of people that listen to this podcast?
1: No, that wasn't the question I was bitching about.
0: Do you want to talk about cars? Yes! Alright, you fuck. Alright, <laughs> I just figured if you're like, you know, since you're pretty much a security guard, you guys were doing segues, but let's oh, talk about patrol cars.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> least i'm not a deputy (laughs) well yeah you're not fucking your sister so that's good exactly exactly or my brother in my case
0: or your brother Um, or your cousin (laughs) (laughs) okay okay fuck it hold on a second hold on a second before we go off off cars and i may edit this out because it might piss some people off okay so you're gay dude right yeah do you ever find women attractive like ever
1: (laughs) I can appreciate a good-looking woman. Um, and I actually dated a woman when I was like 20. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, you know what? This isn't what I thought it would be. It's not what I want. Nice try. Oh, well. She turned it out to be like a bit of a badge bunny, too. Um, okay.
0: Yeah. So,
1: and you don't have to edit that out.
0: okay okay so here's here's my curiosity though with with gay fellas um and if you listen to my podcast i don't fucking give a shit right as long as you're a good person i don't fucking care people get weird about anything when it comes to like gay or lesbian or whatever i don't really give a shit (laughs) um yeah who fucking cares be a good person who gives a shit what you do behind your closed doors because let's be honest here we're all into some fucked up shit that we're not gonna tell anybody about yeah or is it just me I don't know. Anyway, no. we just talked about
1: having emergency shits both on and off duty. How much work well, can that be? Well, I'm not
0: into that, but I'm not
1: either, but we talked about
0: it. I'm just curious though, with as far as like gay guys with women, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't all right. I am totally editing this out, but no, it's a warm hole and it feels good, right? <sighs> or is but then there's the emotional connection, too, though, right? It's,
1: okay, it's all the emotions that come connected to that wormhole. You know what I mean? Okay, okay, so here is here is the perfect example.
0: <laughs> this yeah. is the best shit ever.
1: Okay, so here's the perfect example, and this comes from An officer that that worked at my favorite municipal agency, he said it best. Okay, better than I ever could. So I'm going to probably misquote the shit out of him. But here it goes. Um, he said that now. Now, for the record, he is straight, absolutely straight. He doesn't give a shit, but it's straight. Um, he said that being gay would be so awesome because it's just like hanging out with your buddy. Right, your buddy Dude, just- he stole
0: that he stole that from Ron White Ron White.
1: Okay, I don't care I stole that and I've not. been
0: saying that for years.
1: Yeah, everything except for the sex part it is you know awesome. You don't have to deal with well, so and so said this, and my hairdresser said that, and da da da, and not putting down women at all. I am not. Please don't get me wrong, but you know, there's certain certain things that guys like to do with each other that don't involve a lot of talking i mean am i right
0: it's just always interesting to me because i i personally think for the most part and like dude i i fucking like people are like oh ryan reynolds like he's a good looking dude i do ryan reynolds i don't know if i would do ryan reynolds but like i can admit that he's a good looking guy
2: there you go
0: but i just generally believe that for the most part guys are disgusting creatures and women generally look better and that obviously that's my fucking view because i'm a straight dude but i just i just i often wonder about guys um gay guys because i'm like i mean there's definitely like good looking chicks i think everybody could appreciate that you're like we know what why not
1: there is i mean like um uh shit um gina carano Going back to Star Wars, Mandalorian, Gina Carano, she's fucking hot. I mean, she's fucking hot. and she's So hot. you would? You would. I'm not saying that I would, but I'm saying she's fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. Kind of like you with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I see that with Gina Carano. And actually, I've always had a, uh, a crush on, um... oh shit, what's her name? played Agent Scully in the X-Files.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's good looking. Yeah. She's sure. Anderson. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, she's got a few more years on her now, a few more miles, but, you
0: know, yeah. That's all that is, is experience, but That's yeah. a good thing. That's exactly. a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> this podcast has really gotten off the rails, so I hope everybody it have. enjoys it. This is probably the funniest fucking thing we've done yet, but or I've done yet. I'll take all the credit here. All right, dude. So let's get back to the original question. Police car.
1: Police car.
0: Are you going to fucking ruin Crown Vic? No. I love the crown.
1: I love the crown. I have had several crowns. I had one crown that I completely hated, and it completely hated me. And I finally threw a rod through the fucking block of it one time but I've had several other crowns that I drove for like literally a hundred thousand miles and keep in mind, like when I started with this agency, we were buying a lot of used fucking cars. So these cars were already used, abused and retired by another agency. Um, But, but, and I don't, you, you may have talked about it on one of the episodes I missed. Um, the car that I really liked the most for like when I was working like that Motel seven and some other places car. I really liked was the 2004 and 2008 Impalas that I had not the great, but the Impala. And I'll tell you why. Okay. The, the older Impala that I had, which if you go like all the way to the beginning my Instagram account, you can see a picture of it, kind of. Um, That car was fucking loaded. It had more lights than a Christmas parade, and it was set up right. And we didn't have a lot of cars like that. Um, And also, because the fact that it was kind of a smaller car made it so much easier to maneuver. Um, But overall, the Crown Vic and then the uh, the Impala, like a, a 1.5 place for the Impala. Yes.
0: Okay. There's a guy that's been following the page for a long time, and I won't dime him out. And I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but anytime I mention Crown Vicks, he always drops the Impala. And I thought it was a joke for a long time, and then he, he's just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. I just, I never saw those as being good cop cars. I mean, did they have any guts to them?
1: Um some of them did but like the one that i had um it like they never came with a v8 okay they were always v6 the one that i had like the 04 that i had it was fucking tricked out i mean i had a a push bumper on the front armor plating underneath a full cage in the back plastic seats i mean everything the fucking car weighed 7000 pounds with no people in it okay um but, it didn't have like it was quick in parking lots and shit it took a little bit of effort to get up like on the road but i did chase like two or three cars in it like for a good distance um and it it did pretty good um also awesome in the snow nothing will beat the crown i mean okay fair enough nothing beats a crown
0: fair enough (laughs) all right now i'll ask my final question since we went full circle from (laughs) gay men and women and cars do you have any advice or words of wisdom for the millions of people that listen to the podcast
1: for the officers out there if if you're still feeling the drive to be an officer fucking do it my hat's off to you if you're feeling like it might be your time to get out then Follow that. Um, Don't wait to let something destroy you. Um, Get out while the getting's good. And to all the rookie officers who are either just now out on the road or getting ready to go out on their own, never pick your nose at a red light in your patrol car. Do
0: you have a story about that? Um, Is there a picture of you somewhere on the internet picking your nose that I can make a meme out of?
1: Unfortunately, no.
0: If there were, I would send it to you personally. (laughs) But oh, somebody's getting fucking dimed out because somebody's gonna listen to the podcast and you're like, I've got the picture for you. (laughs) And I will make a meme. Yeah, I think you do, but on a serious note, I think you bring up a a good point that I don't think people really realize all the time. You are always being watched, especially in a car in uniform be mindful of that yep
1: yep and i mean it something as silly as picking your nose yeah yeah that sounds fucking silly but you're being watched and you know when i first started was before all the body cameras and shit and i mean shit we didn't even have in car cameras in most of our cars like my impala was the only one that had in car camera in it just because we couldn't afford it we have body cameras now and shit but uh yeah, you're always being watched. So, always tell the truth. Don't do anything that you would, um, you know, feel the need to... Uh, don't do anything that you'll regret later while you're in uniform. Yeah, and
0: if you lie, you die.
1: Don't fucking lie. Yep. Yep. Just don't. No. Even, even, like I said earlier, even if it fucking gets fired, tell the truth.
0: Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. All right. Well, we've come to the conclusion of this very poorly made police memes podcast, yes. which is fucking great. It um, is. Or I'm going to listen to my sober up and I'm be like, oh, my God. But with that said, if you want to support this podcast, you want to keep it going. A couple of things you can do to do that. Of course, take care of our fine sponsors that uh, make this possible. The other thing you can do. Yeah, I'm just going to go with it again. Steal your mom's credit card. She won't know. Yeah um stealing uncles steal your De- exes. steal your exes um do what you got to do but at the end of every podcast there's a little link and it says support this podcast click on that and you can uh pay some money uh and it helps me keep the lights on you can also it's almost fucking christmas time get on my uh on my any of my web pages there's a link or any of my social media there's a link to uh to my teespring or it's a spring account now. And it has all kinds of poorly made police memes merch, order something for Christmas. It'll be great for yourself, for somebody else who gives a shit, just fucking spend your money on me. But seriously though, you know, take care of yourselves, take care of their officers. I mean, you guys saw last week, I shared a a GoFundMe for one of the guys that followed this page, you know, take care of each other first before you take care of me, obviously. But with that said, uh, I hope you guys are all have a safe night. Stay safe. And uh, I love most of you. Bye-bye.